Welcome back to another MCU crew. Jesse, you look perplexed. You look confused. What was that? Repeat that. that. Was music from our intro. Yeah, I told you we I have, could give you have, guys the music. We have theme music? We've had it since episode yeah. one, Jesse. Have we always had music? We've always had music. Have we deserved it, though? No. Like, have we deserved it? No, not really. Not really. All right. Okay. Uh, I'll let the viewers in on this, uh, as well as, uh, you guys, but I've already told you guys this, uh, my PC, my PC just blue screened like three minutes ago or 10 minutes ago or some shit. Uh, so we'll see if it does it again. Uh, I'll just cut to a break and we'll see how that goes. But yeah, turns out those windows updates to go against that, whatever that weird thing, what the L what's the term for it? That big security flaw that was out last week, L3PH, what? Oh, yeah. Log4J. Yeah, yeah. The Log4J. All I can tell you is last night I uh, went to bed and I turned off my computer, went to bed, and I'm like laying in bed and I hear like a, I'm like, what the hell is that noise? I don't want any fans on. No, nothing's like being dried in the, in the dryer. I'm like, what? get up walk upstairs even though i turned my computer off the fan was still running but at oh, the weird. highest possible speed well, that's I, was like, scary. I was like what the hell so i just like shut everything down and now i'm terrified to turn that computer on because i'm afraid it's like bro i don't know what i did to it so scary you know it's one of those times it's one of those times yeah yeah it's christmas time as uh yeah. as everyone would say <laughs> it's christmas time bronze how's it going for you what's both of you are up at 4.30 a.m. What are you doing up mm. past your bedtime? Why? Mm. What do you? Well, Jesse, I've heard Jesse's Whatever story. Bronze was doing is way cooler than what I was Jesse doing. Jesse gave me sure. an old fib. I don't know if I should trust what him you, on that. What oh. were you doing, Jesse? Uh, I was watching a TV show and fell asleep at 7.30 on the couch because uh, I think it bored me. And it was cold, so I put my arms in my shirt, and I was like all wrapped up like oh, no. a little tiny snug yeah. bug. And then I fell asleep, and then I woke your up at 11.30. arms in your shirt? You really are yeah, a goddamn I my, kid. <laughs> I put my arms in my shirt like a little snug bug. And then uh, I, uh, yeah, I ended up uh, waking up at 1130 and was like, I guess I should go to bed. And then laid in bed for X number of hours, unable to sleep. So that's what happened to me. I, Bronze is probably like fighting zombies or some awful shit. I don't know. And the real story, Bronze, were you fighting zombies? I was I was playing League of Legends. Yeah, you were. That's okay. I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. New yeah. JP's all right with that. Old JP, I don't know if he'd be cool. What's with that. what's Old what's JP your main? Would have asked me if I needed therapy. Is Ro that what I asked Ro you guess last time? <laughs> no, you asked me if I was depressed. You're like, are you okay? <laughs> oh, oh. Well, I mean, I generally do care for your well-being, mentally and physically. So. <laughs> I'm glad I did that. Yes. It's a very caring thing for a friend to do. Yeah, no. I don't care about either of those things. I need to know what your main is. Um, Heimerdinger, um, are you a Heimerdinger main? I feel like you are. No, no. Mm. It, 
I don't know. I've been so like when I first played League like ten years ago, I was an ADC mid person, mm-hmm. and now I feel like I'm a support somehow, Ooh. and I don't like that. So last night I was trying to relearn ADC, and I demoted because I was doing ranked. That's how bad I sucked at ADC after. Well, you're in the but preseason. I'm, I'm a Lulu. I'm a, I'm a Lulu. I love Lulu. I, that champ is like my champ. Yeah. I love that character so much. Were you raging Did at you your support? Did you know an arcane? No, actually, because well, I knew good. I was bad. Oh. Yeah, people <laughs> in my chat were like shocked. They were like, they were like, oh, your jungle needs to come help you this, that, and the other. And I was like, no, I lost my lane. I need to play better. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I, I can tell when I'm bad at something. I'll just say I'll be like, oh no, that's that's my fault. You're yeah. like you're like a one of a kind league player. I'm like, yeah, maybe. Because yeah. I'm just like, oh no, that's not the jungle's fault. That's not the sports fault. Like I was my positioning was shit. Was there. this like game <laughs> one or two? Is that what was happening? Like your first or second? No, game this of the was day? like game four or five. Like okay. I, I'm just really good at knowing like when I messed up. Yeah. You so got I don't strong get, like, mental. Yeah, I don't get ragey about it. That's, I know when I'm bad. Not me. I'm a rage I, machine. I'm, I will go instead of raging, Jesse. I will go into like straight up, like, uh, like almost like deadpan despair. I was playing Halo Infinite yesterday, too, and I was like, because I'm bad at this game and I'm sandbagging my whole team. I can't yeah. aim for shit and I'm bad. <laughs> Sounds about right. No, it is like- everyone else's fault but mine. I am a like a perfect player. I will be like, oh. Yeah, I get, like, angry, spiteful rage. I feel terrible afterwards. I have, like, in the moment, I'm a giant asshole. And afterwards, I'm like, I can't believe I said that. I don't even know that guy. (laughs) I don't even I need to learn from everyone else. Everyone else that I play with has, like, they're good at it, which is why I don't, I don't, which is why I don't do a lot of competitive games, because I become a monster, a truly terrible person. Yeah, my chat has a def- yeah. uh, I'm I'm PJ when I play competitive games. That's what they tell me. I'm not JP. So there are I games I'm toxic at, but it's games I'm actually good at. Games that I'm bad at, I'm not toxic at. If that makes sense, because I know like I don't have the right. That's to be a toxic. that's a thin line, bronze. That's that's how you get to tilt town right there. Is what I hear. That's how I'm maybe. <laughs> Yeah, because like off ramp to tilt town. I yeah. noticed my attitude is definitely a lot worse. Like when I play support, when I play Lulu, like because then I know that I'm playing a great game, and I feel like even then it'll just be like instead of like my depression, it'll be more smug. Where I'm like, God, well, there's no carrying this team. This team sucks. You know, it'll be like that. But if I'm like versus like last night, I was trying to learn MF and Caitlyn, and I was just like, I'm so bad. I'm so bad. I'm so bad. Like every five minutes. If I'm playing a game I'm good at, like I guess Monster Hunter or something like that, I do feel like I'm a lot less. Like people come in and be like, do you do viewer lobbies? I'm like, no, because most of you that play this game fucking suck. <laughs> I go, <laughs> there we that, go. That's my brand of toxic. I'm like, I would never. Right. I would never. Have you been in pug groups with this? No. Most of the people that play this game are fucking ass. Why the hell would I queue with you? You're horrible. We're never gonna kill this behemoth. Was it was it that Final Fantasy event? That's the where they behemoth, had behemoth yeah. in Monster Hunter World. 
That's correct. I saw people's performance on that, and I was like, no, I would rather run run with two people or three people than run with a, a, a pug because you people are so fucking bad at this game. The behemoth is actually a pretty pretty hard fight too, <clears throat> and monster hunters. So I get it. I understand it. Maybe not so much in in Final Fantasy, but yeah. In Final Fantasy, is it like a pushover fight? I wouldn't say pushover fight, but it's it's nowhere near as difficult as uh, the Monster Hunter version. The Monster Hunter version is a nightmare, especially if you go undergeared. I remember having a hard time against that. Yeah, uh. yeah, I, I would. It's it definitely also requires a lot of team coordination. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have like they have roles and all that stuff, but. Anyways, yeah. you guys do anything for uh, Christmas? Are you in the holiday spirit yet? I asked this uh, on another show I did yesterday. It's always fun to hear people's traditions. No. No? No. Nothing? No. Nothing. Not a damn thing. Really? I don't, uh, I'm not a big holiday guy. Like, I'm like, really? Oh, cool. Yeah. No. I figured you'd be like super into holidays. No. I, 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 unless I'm told... That's something's happening. I won't even celebrate my birthday. I'm like, I got other stuff to do. I'm fine. I'm okay. like not a big uh, holiday person. You don't, don't partake uh, in any of the festivities? I mean, I'll go like to my parents' house and, and say hi and hang out and maybe get like, we'll <laughs> I'll like talk to them once something. a year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, it isn't, it isn't like one of those things where. You know, my parents now live in state. I'm not like, I don't go home and it's like, oh, let's put up a tree and do a thing. And I spend like two weeks at home. Now they're like, come on over. We'll do dinner. I'm like, okay, that was lovely. See you later. And I just leave. And it's great. That's the best. That's the best thing I can ask for. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. It's a good solid four hours. And I'm like, we did a thing and we had a lovely dinner and we didn't argue over dumb stuff. This was great. Yeah. I love you guys. I'm so happy I got to see you. I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> um yeah i don't know i don't most of the time it's like a great example is that thanksgiving my parents and i went out to eat instead of making food which was so smart and it was hilarious because everyone else at the restaurant was literally the identical family it was two parents and one child and it was all of us and it was great hanging out huge fan yeah huge fan because uh you know what are you gonna do you're not gonna make like a huge meal for a single child and like that's true who parents so did you I'm, go to did you hit up like a traditional thanksgiving or did you go get chinese no we went uh we went and got like i got the turkey and the whole thing it was lovely. okay whole it was thing. Delicious. yeah i uh look i'm not a big you know me i don't like having stuff anyway so the idea of storing a like even even all the accoutrement for a tree or a fake tree Putting that somewhere in my home and using it once to me is like, what is the value in that? Now I get that. Stupid. Yeah, that's that that's a lot. Now we we have uh, two potentially three trees in our house because Aaron loves the trees. But yeah, it's it's not that I don't love, but we use fake. The idea we of don't do, we don't do the real trees or the idea of any holiday. Huge fan of holidays in general, but like again, just like children and pets, I like to go somewhere, experience it. And then not have to deal with it ever again. Got <laughs> like, it. oh, you have lovely kids. <laughs> oh, what a cute dog you have. And then I go home and it's like crickets and perfectly silent. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, I don't have to deal with that anymore. That's lovely. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> nice. Nice. Bronze, mm -hmm. do you do any holiday celebrating of any kind? Or just business um, as usual? I feel like normally I do. I do some decorating. 
Um, because that's kind of what my mom did. My dad would always be like, we're not Christian, you know, but my mom always liked the lights and stuff. And so she would always decorate. And um, so I do I do enjoy the decoration aspect of it. But I don't this year. It just kind of snuck up on me. And then I can't really I'm not really going to travel for yeah, Christmas. I'm, we're not either. As, but I already feel like I dodged a bullet traveling for PAX Unplugged. So, like, I'm not going to travel so close to that. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, because we were just hearing about Omicron, I think. I feel like when I booked that travel and now I'm like, ah, no, I think I'm going to pass. So, no, not here. I feel the same way about Halloween. Normally, I like really go all out on Halloween decorations. I don't know if anyone else is feeling this way, chat, but like, I feel like this year I'm like, it's December. It feels like August. It like, does I'm not feel ready. Like August. Yeah, I, I definitely had the stark realization that it's like Christmas in five days. Or Christmas in seven days. It's like that's that's not real. <clears throat> that's not a real thing. It doesn't feel. It's like seventy degrees outside here in St. Louis. No way. No way. That's too hot. We yeah, it snow. makes it hard it's, to it's like. Fine. Yeah. It makes it hard to like. I don't know. Like I'm like, oh yeah, I'm sure I'll get a tree and and decorate sometime. And then it was like, oh, it's December twentieth. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Let's. Uh, <laughs> it's Let's put a bow on this conversation. Let's wrap it up on a high note. I'm going to scare the fuck out of everyone as well as the two of you. Did what? you know that December 2022 is just 2020 dash two? You know what I'm saying? It's just the second the whole, 2020. The whole year is. 2022 <laughs> is just 2022. I know, but yeah. it's it's 2020. Dash and then two. from this point on, 2023 <laughs> and 2024 no, but and 2025, it's going to keep happening. You're screwed, <laughs> oh, wait, bro. Wait, no, you are. You are, you do understand. You're right. I yes. do understand what's yeah, happening. We're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> We've got eight long years, Jesse. <laughs> That's what I'm So excited. I know. So I'm excited for 2024, the revengeoning. Uh, 2025, <laughs> hard rain. 2026. Is that the Is that the nomenclature we're going with? Yeah, 2026. Uh, too fast, too COVID. Oh, 2027. We're gonna, okay. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be good. 2027 is going to be like, uh, I don't know. So wait, does things. that mean does that mean in like 2027 that like COVID fights another virus and then they really want to both be the star uh, virus of the pandemic? No. no. No, uh, 2027 is when The Rock joins. <laughs> oh, we and just get The Rock? It becomes, we suddenly love it. We're suddenly like, you know what? The other one's kind of sucked, but like now, <laughs> this COVID, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. The Rock was like, he's very good at it. He's going to be like, patient zero was The Rock. And we're like, you know what? Not so bad. I actually like this one. Yeah, then he becomes president very good. in 2028. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's going to come back, and the next three are going to be amazing. You're going to be like, wow, I really enjoyed that. All right. Well, let's hope that we're not uh, as accurate as we were with Spider-Man uh, in predicting the next <laughs> Oh, yeah, we eight are. Because we nailed the fuck out of Spider-Man. It was, we were on and, point. And, and Hawkeye. We and Hawkeye. We were very good. Yeah. We were yeah. very good. Yeah. I would also like, uh, let's, uh, let's preface the conversation with this. Uh, we will be just spoiling the shit out of Spider-Man No Way Home. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, I would say actually, like, if you haven't seen it, just don't watch this week. Just wait. Yeah, it's worth it. Don't spoil it. Um, yeah. I had, no I had very little spoilers going in. 
Aaron was completely unspoiled uh, when she watched the movie, and her reactions were fantastic to sit next Same. to. Um, I was completely unspoiled. I will also say, normally, I'm one of those people that's like doesn't care that much about spoilers because, like, if you look at a movie like Eternals, like, what are you really gonna spoil about that? But like this movie chat has a lot of spoilers. Yeah. I, I will say that with my whole chest. There's so much to be spoiled in this film. Yep. That it's it's jarring almost. Yeah. Well, and also with the turtles. I, I feel stupid saying that because that sentence seems dumb. Like, oh, they, but like Shang-Chi. There's so many movies where I'm like, well, here's something the, you can really spoil about it. Yeah, it's because the spoilers in those other movies are like, you have to have set up. For this, you don't. They're like, you know, they're like three or four word spoilers. <laughs> and that's it. And then, you're, yeah. then you know it. Yeah. So, yeah, just just get the fuck out of here if you haven't seen the movie. Uh, come watch us. <laughs> Just leave. Come Go. watch us when you're done for your own. Uh, for your no own. No way. And then we'll also be going into Hawkeye, spoiling the shit out of episode five of Hawkeye, uh, which Man, I think I we all enjoyed as well. To say about yeah. Hawkeye. Woo. Yeah. All right. All right. We're done. Uh, I think. Can I put? We're the... done. All right. What bye, everyone. This? If I press this, hey, there we go. We got a spoiler thing. That looks great. Fantastic. Uh, the Spoodermans. It's over. We've watched it. That saga mm. is done. Uh, mm. Guys, I don't, it was, I, there was multiple times in that movie when I wasn't smiling ear to ear. And I was just thinking like, this fucking crazy. This fucking, <laughs> I can't believe I'm seeing yeah. any of this on the screen in front of me. Uh, and that happens like 40 minutes into the movie all the way till the very end of the movie. Uh, just nonstop, like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm watching this type stuff. Um, I also didn't expect it to be as emotional as it was. Uh, my wife, while not necessarily the best emotional test, uh, was like blubbering, like cry, just straight up bawling. Uh, from any point when uh, spoilers, Aunt May dies to the end, just nonstop tears, just like silently sobbing next to me. Even forty or thirty minutes after the movie ended, she was just like, "That movie sucks. <laughs> why would they? Why would they do that to me? It's so fucking sad." Like, that's a spider-man story stress. that's how it goes like i uh was invited to go see it with a bunch of friends yeah and uh i started to drive to go to the theater because everyone i know in this dumb city lives in like dumb glendale or dumb hollywood i had to drive my ass over there so i'm like driving it decides to rain so now it's gonna, it says it's gonna take two hours to get to the theater and i was like this better be worth it this sucks. <laughs> so I was late to the movie. So I had to, I was like, I'm not going to see it late. So I paid to see it later. So I didn't even get to see it with my friends. I drove to a theater out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So anyway, I was very upset. I was like, this better be good. Let me tell you, the last 30 minutes of this movie might be my favorite 30 minutes of any Marvel property, period. I'd agree. It was like everything I wanted. And I don't even know how to describe, like, there's something. I don't, I don't know, like, there's something about the fact that I watched a movie where one Spider-Man said to two other Spider-Man, Spider-Men, yep. I love you guys, and their response was, thank you. I was like, look at these Spider-Men being cool with each other and love it. Like, this is what a bro movie. I was like, I'm digging the shit out of this. It was lovely. It was, it was very wholesome towards the All end. the way around. 
uh, in regards to that. Yeah. Loved every minute of it. <clears throat> super, super wholesome. I, uh, I love the, fa- like everything they did with the three Spider-Men just hyping each other up was like super fun. It was very and- fan servicey, but it was like fan service done well. Yes. The entire absolutely. film. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think what's crazy about it is, um, when compared to something like Endgame which is a movie that was like a 10 year in the making. Yes. Everything comes to the, this film was 20 years in the making. And I, what's, what's crazy to me is seeing the audience reaction for like, you know, Toby showing up for like little kids losing their shit. And I was like, yeah, I fucking love this. Well, it's, I, I, I don't, it's crazy to me to put an exclamation point on what you just said i i think with Endgame, right like we went into i went into that i can't speak for everyone i went into that film thinking like all right this is the end of a 10-year thing with this yeah. film i went into it thinking like i'm gonna see a spider-man film and then i got hit with like oh they're actually wrapping up shit from like 20 years ago and it came out mm-hmm. of nowhere like him and what was there's so many moments where they just give the other spider-man they're like epilogues and and just a single act and it was fantastic and what was beautiful about it is the the conclusion of the stories of the other two spider-men wasn't like it was literally just like oh and then they save the villains i was like what a great like like, look i was having all the good vibes of that movie i was like look at these boys yeah going out of their way to save the bad guys they don't even need to be doing this and it's like, well, I love this. I love the, everything about this. The dialogue Huge was wholesome. Yeah. Like uh, when when Doc yeah. Ock talks to Toby, he's like, "How you doing, Otto?" <laughs> he's like, "When they you know? started playing the theme song from those Spider-Man movies, I was like, these motherfuckers! <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I was feeling it. I was like, oh no, Lord! Yeah, it was. Oh, they, oh yeah. There's a lot of that. Oh, it was great. I definitely found myself great. like." tearing up multiple times i think the biggest for me the which came out of nowhere uh the biggest emotional reaction was when uh tom holland goes to like save mj and he can't and then they give it to andrew garfield and he's just like choking the fuck up at the bottom and she doesn't know why but <laughs> it's because he finally got to save it mj that moment it's, it's, was like out of nowhere and it's like oh my fucking god it was out of here's the thing I don't know if maybe may I have to see it again, but that scene felt so fast. Yeah, like he catches her and lands, and it's like whoop. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> "Why, my? What's this it emotional ha- response?" Yeah. I thought I thought it was going to be like a a like I don't know, like a moment. You know what I mean? Like a moment. And everyone seems to have responded to it, but for me, it went by so quickly. I don't think I even had a chance to like process what had just happened. Yeah, I think it. Mm-hmm. it yeah, like it. It takes a. I, I think some people caught on earlier that um, he was that Spider that Spider Man was like welling up in the moment, and if you didn't, oh, yeah, yeah, then yeah. the scene just like kind of hit a little bit differently because it kind of comes but off even, as a joke as well. Like it's it's somewhat of a jokey moment if you don't know the context. But but even when he lands, like him grabbing her to the landing portion, I think is like point one seconds. Like yeah, that land yeah. it isn't even like an emotional like he had he got her it literally is like he grabs her lands and then then there's like the scene of him processing what happened right rather than it be like he caught her and now there's like a moment where he's like taking her down to safety none of that it was like boop, down on the ground i was like whoa that yeah. happened so quickly yeah that's true mm-hmm. 
Uh, sorry, but you know Bronze. my eyes only operate at 30 mm. FPS. Me and Jesse are, are uh, dominating okay, the conversation. This, not this, not this 30 FPS shit. No, I loved it. <laughs> I think um, this movie. Okay, stay on board with me here. I think what works about this movie is this is what I always wanted with Marvel crossovers, mm. where although there was a lot of crossover, it was all self-contained within like the Spider-Man universe, so they could do more with it. And we were not sitting here wondering, well, if this was happening in New York, where's Iron Man? Because Iron Man's dead. Where, you know, I like that. And I, 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 I know that these big crossover events are popular, but I think like what ends up happening is they don't have meaningful crossovers and meaningful intersections. Um, and this one to me, it just made sense. Like, we had context for who these people were, even if you didn't have context. If you've watched the Tom Holland Spider-Mans, you know who they are, you know, like at least you have some idea for who this character is. Um, and I just think like this was the type of crossover that to me, like this makes sense. And you can have like meaningful things happen with the characters involved because it's not affecting the greater MCU in that type of way. Like, there is a reasonable chance that one of these Peter Parkers can die. There is a reasonable chance that some of these villains can die. Right. There is a reasonable chance that like all of these major things can happen. And we know that they can happen because they're pulling in stuff that, you know, if, if, if Andrew Garfield Spider-Man dies, that does not affect the next Avengers film. And, and right. that's what I've always wanted. Yeah. There's real threats. Marvel. Yeah. Because we know to a certain extent that Ant-Man's not going to die in, in Quantumania because we know that. Do you know what I mean? I think that's half of reason of why people were so like blown away by Endgame because it felt to a certain extent like all bets are off. Like This is the last movie. Who knows who's going to die? Who's going to stay in? Who's going to keep going? Like We don't know. And the one thing that I think, despite despite a lot of us loving Marvel films that we can all agree on is like, They've become a bit formulaic. They've become a bit predictable. Now, a lot of our predictions for Spider-Man far for, or No Way Home were true. But to, for, for me to go into a movie and, and be able to clock like three things and still walk away like shocked and happy and fulfilled, I think that says something for how good the movie was that that stuff didn't even matter. Totally. Because they did do things that completely subverted my expectations and i kind of like well i don't know if i like but i like that aunt may dying is like almost yeah. like a nexus event like across every happen. time yeah this happens and it has to happen for spider-man for peter parker to become the best version of himself right or to learn that lesson and for and i thought it you know it, it would have been so easy for that scene to come off as corny with the whole like with great power comes great responsibility because we've heard it so many times you it would it would have been so easy for that scene to come off as as corny but like when he starts that phrase that sentence and toby mcguire finishes it i teared up Same. i'm tearing up thinking about it like i thought i felt I thought stupid I been for like, tearing oh, up great. multiple times like that <laughs> yeah but, but like I, right. I teared up um and it's like it, it's almost like somebody like for that phrase to endure across multiple timelines it's like to a certain extent it's like spider-man in some way shape or form has to pay this price that dr strange was talking about 
the price of trying to be Spider-Man and Peter Parker. And Tom Holland had not paid that price yet, you know? Right. And for somebody else, it was their Uncle Ben. For somebody else, it was their Uncle Ben or their Gwen Stacy or their best friend. And our Peter had not paid that price. Right. And when he did, that's when he, like, really became Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, that's... Absolutely. And you're you're absolutely right. It doesn't have to be Ben. It can be, uh, you know, Aunt May or Uncle Aaron. Right. It can be like anyone can set you on the right path to like be the thing that I loved about this is we got two things. I think were were I don't know if it was needed. We got one thing was definitely needed, but one thing I really appreciated, which is the fact that we saw the Andrew and the Toby Spider-Man clearly years after the inciting incidents of their movies. And we got to see Toby Spider-Man as like spider adult. He's like wise spider. Yeah. Yeah, but his wiseness wasn't like tropey wise shit. His no. wiseness was like trying to be a better dude. Like you're amazing, Andrew Garfield. You're amazing. <laughs> like that shit. I was like, and then Andrew as a character was like, I'm bitter and pissed off and like mad at the world. And it took hanging out with like the younger version of themselves, version of themselves, to like find themselves again. I loved that about this movie. And then. Uh, I think the best part for me, and I know the ending's probably very contentious, but like seeing Tom Spider Man, boy, this is already hard to. It gets hard to talk about. Yeah, Spider Man one. (laughs) Seeing Spider Man one, um, finally have to do the thing that I truly think all Spider Men have to do, which is like be on their own. Yeah, it's the first time Tom Tom Holland didn't have backup. There's no guy in the chair. There's no, like, there's no one on his, he's, there's no Avengers. There's no Tony Stark. There's nothing. He is literally the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man again. That's it. Like, he is, it's, I'm excited to see, because they said they're going to make a fourth one. They're and, making a new and, trilogy, yeah. Yeah, and with the I symbiote would, would, there and all that stuff, like, you can I see where they're going. But that wherever they go from here, the, the thing we have his origin story is done and now we see spider-man like doing you know spider-man stuff. we're about to enter some like tropes like you know like jay jonah jameson's gonna be out for that spider-man and he's gonna have to like you know make some money how's how's he gonna make some money somehow like we're gonna get the spider-man that we've you know that we all know well, and love it yeah and i think that's fun i think I it think is 100 interesting and, and i think the the other the one thing that a lot of people who only know Tom Holland Spider-Man is that like Spider-Man's whole shtick in the comics is that he gets beat the fuck up physically, emotionally. <laughs> like he, he does not have a good yeah. time. Spider-Man's life he, in the comics is not fun. Uh, he's also, and that the whole idea is he's like just a kid, man. He's, right. He's both. He's, he's, he's the most re- like the person you can relate to most as, as well, like, but what I was saying is person. what I was saying is he never got that through the MCU experience. He was given yeah. everything immediately and escalated to like, I'm going to go to space. I'm going to fight Thanos and all that shit. And so now that we actually got like that, that true to comic Spider-Man arc and mm-hmm. we're potentially going to see it. I mean, they even kind of throw a nod to it with the costume where he like learned to sew because Aunt May did all of his, his costuming when he first started out. Like yeah. that I think is why it hits so hard for so many people because it's actually truly fucked up where he's at uh, after like the arc that he's been through. To see everything that what? like he's that has happened over the past three films, and for it to end where it did, where he is literally alone, literally has no friends, no help whatsoever, 
It's like truly sad. It's truly a sad I think moment. That's, I, th- I, I don't, there's something beautiful about that to me where the idea is he does the superhero thing where he, he says, I'm coming for you, MJ. And I'm going to, we're going to like get back together. And I promise you guys, I love you. I'll find you. And he sees that she's like, she has a, you know, a bandage from where she got hurt because of him. Yeah. And he was like, he did the thing that Toby Maguire did, which was just like, I got to walk away from this. And frankly, love that shit i love the like the superhero oh, i love like, it too i'm just saying it's i can't it's, have what i want because i'm because this is my job i'm the hero that's beautiful man I, that's yeah. great i love that i yeah. think like that's where this movie is better than a lot of other marvel films is that the narrative themes are very strong and get reinforced like in really creative ways as opposed to like Sometimes I feel like they say it outright, like they explain to you what it is because they don't do a good job of like actually telling you. But like, it's very interesting going into this film. We see this like very plucky kind of, you know, Tom Holland, like he's dealing with some stuff, but he still seems like ready to deal with it. And this is the part that hit me emotionally. I know we've been grieving Tony Stark for like two films. But he goes to the next Tony Stark-esque figure in his life. And we see how this figure treats him compared to Tony. And it really drives home that like Tony would have would have helped him with so much of this. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like and, and he is he's he's been Spider-Man under this man's like wing where he the, the training wheels never really came off. And, and we joke like in the first movie about the training wheels protocol, but like. Tony was watching over this kid, you know, he was like almost kind of like the Uncle Ben figure Um, and he died. But it was is different than Aunt May's death, right? Because he didn't die because of any folly of Peter's or because of, you know, he didn't. It's different. But anyways, we'll go back to that later. But like we we see him go to the next figure like that in his life, Doctor Strange, and we see the difference there (laughs) in, in not only in demeanor, but in like. Yeah, no, that's not how it works. You're a fucking idiot, kid. Which, from Doctor Strange's perspective, he's so right that it's like not even. I love funny. how that like, scene ended. Like, yeah, that whole scene yeah. was great, where he goes through all that shit, cast a spell, mm-hmm. and then he gets to the door. He's like, "Wait, you didn't call them?" <laughs> he yeah, sounds, he's like, "Why brilliant. wouldn't you call them and ask them to reconsider?" And it makes sense because he's even wearing his collegiate hoodie because this is a man that's a neurosurgeon, so he's like, he knows how the academic system works, and he's like. I'm like, but why didn't you ask him? And it's because Stephen Strange is a lot of things, but he's not a great father oh. figure. Well, he also loves to you show know? off. So why wouldn't he yeah. show off and cast a fucking giant like multiverse spell? Right? He's, I think it's also like he's also so much smarter than everyone else he's around. He forgets to think on their level. Where it's right. like, yeah, but this is this boy, Peter Parker's first time applying to college. How would he know he can do that? Like Absolutely. for somebody who's been to med school this is probably obvious but to this kid this is not obvious you know whereas like i feel like tony stark would have been like well you know what let me call them and let's get it reconsidered you know i was like because i was having that thought process where i was like why not make a case to them you know you like you have connections don't you He's fun- yeah why but- not just show up and be hey i'm spider-man let me in you idiots like <laughs> i'll protect the right? school i'll run i'll make sure there's no crime in mit or some shit yeah I think we all know that if he had asked Tony Stark or even Matt Murdock, we'll have to get to that too. Yeah. Hey, 
they won't let me and my friends in the school. They would have given him such better advice than Strange, who's like, you want to cast a spell? Sure, let's cast a spell. Wait, you didn't ask? And I'm like, he's a he's a Zoomer. How would you expect him to know that stuff? Like, he's an idiot. He doesn't know. Yeah. But we, we open with, like, these villains that have been, to get back to that narrative point, that have been, like, killed or are going to be killed by their their respective Spider-Mans and their respective universes. And coming at it from a Tom Holland Spider-Man, we're like, we can't imagine him killing anybody. Mm-hmm. So it paints this picture that these other Spider-Men must be like kind of grizzled. These other timelines must be kind of shitty. But then we go through this beautiful narrative journey where we basically get to see in real time what pushed them there. And then we get to see them save Tom Holland from that same fate. We we literally get to see that like unfold over the course of one film, which is a fucking triumph. Like because that's so difficult to do that we get context where at the end of it we also kind of want to see Green Goblin die. At the beginning of that film, that's not where you're at mentally. You're at like, oh yeah, this fucking I can't believe Tobey Maguire killed this guy. This guy's such a treasure. <laughs> and at the end, you're like, oh my god, I kind of want to kill this guy. Willem Dafoe deserves an Oscar because he was he just acted, so good. Oh my god. Not only was if he only good for that in that donut the... scene. No, that was great too. <laughs> the donut stealing was so good. Yeah. It's hilarious. All, all of like the actual acting that he did was phenomenal. I thought the fight scenes, particularly the one in the uh like apartment where apartment he just building, it yeah. was brutal as shit. He's just like smashing him through fucking floor after floor after floor after floor. Uh and like as he's being punched, he's doing like the Joker maniacal laugh at the same time. Uh, it was, Yo, it was him great. Getting, yes, that was it great. Was incredible. Him getting punched in the face with a smile. I was like, "Did you?" Someone in uh, someone on Reddit pointed this out, and I didn't realize this. Did you notice that uh, there was two things? One, when he's like Green Goblin and not uh, uh, Norman, his uh, teeth changed. His teeth were like fucked up, and that was like how you're supposed to know when he like goes from Green Goblin to Norman. There's like a slight uh, tweaking of the teeth. There's also a foreshadowing when. Apparently he when they pull out the Stark fabricator, his hair is over his ear like uh like a green goblin uh ear. Like it kinda has a little bit of a spike to it. And people are like, Oh, that's a little bit foreshadowing that like he's still not in control, particularly. Uh that type of shit was was just insane that they put that small stuff in there that I would have never even noticed. Um yeah. I was telling Aaron after the film ended, like if we were to take a left at this light instead of a right. And it was to go back into the film immediately. I'd be like, let's go. Cause I wanted to sit down and watch it again. But she was like, I can't see that again right now. I'm too emotional. <laughs> so we went home. But can I really quickly, I, just for, for the sake of a rundown? Yeah. Toby McGuire, the uh, Green Goblin kills himself with his own glider. Yeah, it right? hits him. Yep. Right. His On own, the side his of the building. Own Gilder. Yeah. Uh, his, and then uh doc ock dies from his own dumb experiment right correct uh yeah well he he sinks into the uh into the water uh yeah with like the gravity well of the sun and okay so that's so those two characters die of their like they're i in the amazing spider-man the lizard does he turn back at some point yeah he saves him uh in spider-man one and then jamie fox so that's the, that's the loophole. Himself. 
th- there's a loophole with Jamie Foxx. He does die. Um, I forget exactly how, but the loophole is that Jamie Foxx's character never knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. And so a lot of people are like struggling with that. Um, but yeah, that's how he dies is, is at the end of that, also, I think he just gets overloaded with power or something like that. Can or- I just say that's like my one critique of the film that is like the one thing is that in a movie where everyone else found character and found character so strongly, even from like supporting cast like Ned and Zendaya and Flash, where everyone comes in and they know what they're doing. I just I have to be honest, like Electra, I, I here's the weakest. I just don't I just don't understand. Like there were so many scenes where I was just like, oh. like even yeah. when they try to pull that thing off of him and is like nah that's not gonna work i was like that like is it the writing is it, I delivery? it was weird. I, I felt like, like the way he said no that's not gonna work yeah. i was like he, he was a little flat uh, i also think in a lot of ways uh his character existed to show the technological advancement in the mcu uh part of the universe because like mm-hmm. the arc reactor was just so much of a giant jump and like that's shitty also, that he existed just for that. <laughs> well, and his lines, like I, I think part of it maybe was the writing because I just a lot of it was just like I kind of want that fabricator. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> I was like I don't understand why you're here. Like, what's I, I, he had look, no chemistry? With he was better characters. than he was in the second Amazing Spider-Man, though. I'll say that much. Uh, I think, I think <laughs> but he still the, wasn't great. The problem, the problem with um, Lizard and electro you know electro and even for a little bit sandman is the fact that the two actors playing doc ock and green goblin are phenomenal fantastic like they're so good and they like suck up all the charisma on screen whenever they're on screen and so like i don't know that's partially why i said like in a movie where everyone found like they're they're so like there's such strong character work like I, yeah. I I I know like I get that like MJ's role is MJ's but like I'm telling you guys if it wasn't Zendaya doing that like she sells MJ as like this any other character is, like swinging anytime we've had a uh, escort quest these characters get annoying am I wrong <laughs> anytime you have like an MJ swinging along with Spider-Man just them going ah, ah, yeah. Peter! I never felt that way with Zendaya I never felt like she was annoying or in the way or, you know, and some so much of that is like her interpretation of the character and how she plays it, where she's like competent. She's like, well, um, clearly we'll come up with a plan. You know, like I, I like that she's very like pragmatic and she's like, well, just, sure. just tell us and we'll help you. Like, yeah. it's not like, how could you do this, Peter? So some of that is like good writing well, where it it's was so also cool like, to see her be supportive. MJ and Ned actually listened to Spider-Man. He said, hey, go back there yes. and stay safe. They fucked yes. <laughs> there yes. and stayed there and stay safe. It wasn't like the trope of like, oh, we're going to try to help out and then get in trouble. Shit. Uh, yeah, they always listen to him. Yeah. Ned and MJ's friendship sells it a lot, too, where you could tell they're like they're both in it together. She doesn't come off as like, like I said, an annoying Resident Evil 4 type of companion that's just shrieking and screaming. Like it's like she she has this general understanding. Peter's trying to save her. 
And even in the beginning of the film, because that that scene had the potential to be annoying. Because in other movies, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm sensitive. Like that shit annoys me. Where it's just like some chick shrieking on Spider Man's arm. Like how she's like, I really don't like that. And he's like, We'll take the subway. She's like, Okay, yeah, that was worse. But like she's not yelling at him because she understands that like he's trying to get me to safety. He's trying to get me out of here. Um, whereas like I feel like just that character. There's so many opportunities for it to be annoying because she doesn't have superpowers yeah and you know the there's so much of a likelihood of her being like a an anchor or like a or dead weight but she never comes off that way and neither does ned i think and i agree with everything you said i also think that to some extent it's also a product of the age that the movie came out in right like mj's character is supposed to be like the snarky internet asshole which is like Mm -hmm. (laughs) where a lot of people her age are and if you go back to yeah. like the other Spider-Man, you know, they're supposed to be like the the female love interest, you know, that you would expect from a movie like that. It's very tropey in that regard. Um, there is there like there's a there's a case to be made that the them pooling people that know who Peter Parker is into this reality. Uh, there's a case to be made that like there's an entirely different movie there, right? Like one where. Andrew Garfield finds Gwen Stacy alive. Sure. Right? Like, or, or Toby Maguire gets yeah. to have a conversation with Uncle Ben. Like, there's there's an entire, like, I think that, you know, we could all sit here and be like, here's the million things that they could have done differently. Or this, you know, it's it's a comic book movie. We've, look, I'm we can still talk about the ideas of time travel with Endgame. But I'm still going to be like, I enjoyed it, <laughs> even though it's insane. I enjoyed it. And, you know, it's the same thing here. It's, it, we can definitely 100% nitpick the idea of, like, people who know who Peter Parker is are coming through. Like, there's a lot of people, actually, that could have been in this movie. But, you know, <laughs> there's only so much movie they can make. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, like, but, well, go ahead, Bronze. Oh, sorry. But, but you know what's kind of cool, though? Like. about that about that kind of like cross franchise sort of uh um pollination that i kind of i kind of like uh they joke about how there's only an avengers in in tom holland's universe because i think they were trying to make a nod to that like imagine if there was an mcu in every because then you would have all types of motherfuckers coming through all types all types um i also have another thought for that but remind me to come back to that because i'm wondering if that's how dark dark doctor strange comes through there's all like uh, when when, when he's doing the spell at the final uh towards the final act or in towards the end of the final act like you Mm -hmm. can look at the silhouettes of the people coming through you can see scorpion black cat rhino like there's a billion people there literally yeah from his like entire group yeah Scorpion they showed was the one from Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah. There's a so ton yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, it's kind of cool. Oh, but yeah. the the thing, uh, the other thing I kind of liked about that cross film pollination is I do like that they kind of sold this story that all three Peter Parkers were different phases of the same hero, and they and like yeah. y'all were saying. They definitely saw that that like Andrew's still in the rage phase. Toby is somewhere far past it, and Tom Holland is about to go into it, right? 
So they all have this very different perspective where even talking about love, Andrew says, that's not really for us. You know, Tom doesn't know better yet. And Toby says, no, we, fi- we figure out ways to make it work. Like Toby I is honestly... a lot more um, kind of po- almost positive or uplifting. And I feel if, if like I had to place it on like a mm-hmm. like a Spider-Man timeline bronze. I feel like Toby Spider-Man is post uh, Peter Parker from Into the Spider-Verse. Where he's like, yes. you know what, I'll go back and talk to Mary Jane. And Toby is like beyond yes. that phase yes. of the like comic books. They kind of hate each other now. And then they like get back together. Like that kind of thing. Yes. I feel like that's and, where and Toby's. Like yeah, says, you're absolutely like, right. We, we figure yeah. it out. He's like, we can figure it out. Like he's, he's in such a great place that what I like about it is that it kind of redeems those characters in some ways. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's not setting them up as, oh, well, the Tom Holland Spider-Man is so much better than the Andrew Garfield one. is so much better than the Tobey Maguire one. Because all people do is compare these. And instead, the movie did a really beautiful, almost like retconning or repainting of that, of being like, no, they're all Peter Parker and they're all just in different phases. And maybe you like one more than the other, but let's stop saying that Andrew Garfield fucking sucked and Tom Holland was fucking great. And hopefully fans will stop doing that after seeing a movie of them gassing each other up, you know? Now that the Twitter reception of Andrew Garfield movie. Yeah, people people are losing their shit over Garfield. Which well, rightfully say, so, because I think he, out of all the others, is the best actor. Uh, I want to say this because I think this movie proved it to be true. The biggest problem with the Amazing Spider-Man movies, the villains sucked terrible. Villains and suck, I think yes. this movie proved yeah. it. This yeah. movie was yeah. like, bring the two mo- villains from those movies, and those two villains suck ass. And if you even even the Green Goblin or whatever the hell, the Hobgoblin, the, the, the Osborns in the Amazing Spider-Man sucked. Like, it's very clear that Andrew Garfield wasn't the problem with those films. Let's be honest. I understood that from his, like, this is what I mean when I said a movie where everyone finds character so quickly and sells it so quickly. Like, I feel like being cast in this film is a nightmare. I I really do. But as soon as he comes through that portal. Oh, he owns the scene. And he's like, really? Mm -hmm. Really? And he's like hanging from the ceiling and she's like throwing bread at him. And he's like, she's like, why why isn't your tingle working? He's like, because I'm not threatened by bread. That entire scene. <laughs> he has the best. And then when lines, he like dude. spider crawls across and grabs the cobweb, and then and then and then you know what really sold it to me when um, Ned's grandma is like, "I'm going to bed. You guys are making a mess." And you notice him like putting the spices back and like fixing the table. Even, he says like, good night to her. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god! Like this is. He has. He's Chad said it right. He, he's how is he so cute, dude? Yeah. There's there's how even is stuff. He so cute. There's even things that happen like mid fight. With, you have a hard time hearing him, but like uh, Toby Maguire's uh, spiderweb gets on his face and he's going like, ew, 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 and he's like trying to wipe it off. Yeah, because it's like face. splooge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like the that scene, stuff is so fantastic. It's so good. The scene where they're getting their shit together and he's like, he's like spider number two and he's like number three like that <laughs> shit is hilarious yeah, like losing. even he recognizes how ludicrous it is that he's just number three and he's like yeah I get it. I I love that. I love that about that's like all three of them were exactly what I needed them to be. Yeah. I cannot stress how much I enjoyed the last 30 minutes of this movie. It was like from the moment all three showed up, I was like, yeah, is this the best? Is this the well, best? Like each, each of them encapsulates, in my opinion, some like something different about Peter yes. Parker that we love. 
I feel like Andrew Garfield is your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Like he's jokey, he's quippy, he's fun, he's, he's great. The he's like, one. yeah. In my opinion, he's like, and I understand there's so many iterations of the comic books, but I feel like he's the comic book one that sells every one-liner yes. and is hilarious and he's great and he's charismatic. And you can imagine because have y'all seen MJ in the comics? You can imagine her dating him. Yeah, because yeah, he's yeah. so fucking cool. Toby, he's. I don't know what it is. They talked about him being a youth, pa- a cool youth pastor. I was like, that's a great oh, line. That's her, to- yeah. that's her Toby. That's her Toby. As soon as he came through the portal, he's like so sincere. Very you know calm, what I mean? Like very he's, mild. Yeah, he's very so, gentle. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's so sincere and you just trust him and you love him. And he's just, he's so special. He's our golden boy. I don't understand people who hate Toby Maguire, Spider-Man. I don't know. I understand either. not like you this way, but like, I don't understand people who hate him. Like, that boy is the nerdy kid. He's like the nerdy kid that got bullied and is now like, you know, such a great mentor and such a bit has such a big heart. Like he's the one that that volunteers at the soup kitchen. He reminds yeah. me of the Spider-Man from like the PlayStation video games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or he yeah. just has like such a big heart and cares so much about his community. You know, like he's such a different, such a different part of that. And then to me, Tom Holland, Spider-Man is the superhero. The one that could make such a huge sacrifice. The one that can fight aliens in space. And I feel like all three of them like have their own spaces. I, for one, would love to see Toby get another shot. I know uh, yeah, that probably think... sounds crazy. Or Andrew get another shot. I would like to see. I would like to see it. Yeah, all of Twitter wants to see that. I, I think like the chemistry between those three characters and the writing between those three characters. I can just pull up, put them in a full movie. <laughs> they, the choreography any, it was great anytime the three of them were on screen together no matter what they were doing whether it was talking or fighting it was fantastic like they nailed every second of them being on screen I audibly screamed in the movie theater when he's like all right trust your tingle work as a team and they're like we're not used to working as a team and then the three of them take off and then they repel off each other mid-air oh, yeah, i was sick like as fuck I was like, this is the coolest fucking shit I've ever seen. Yeah, this is they, like, they were doing all their poses, the coolest too. fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. Seeing them, like, use each other as anchor points, I was like... It was the, remarkable. This is the coolest fucking shit I've ever seen. Yeah. You can't so, do that. Le- I'm, I'm curious for you guys, because uh, I never went and saw Endgame in the theater. Jesse, I know we saw it together, but then you went and saw it in a theater after yeah. the fact. And Bronze, I think you saw uh, Endgame in a theater. Mm-hmm. For me, it was it was my first like pretty large pop off moment when uh, Andrew Garfield walked through that portal or when he took off his mask. Was it loud as shit? And was it comparable to like uh, Captain America uh, catching a, a, th- a hammer or a portal moment or anything like that um, in terms of just the crowd reaction? Mm-hmm. So the biggest crowd reaction I saw, there were two. It was Tobey Maguire was Green Goblin. I I didn't know that many Tobey Maguire because you know those movies are old. That was like he's forty six, like my Spider Man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When I was a kid, that he's was my Spider Man. Years old. He's old. Yeah. So I wouldn't expect young people to even know who that is because there's been two Spider Man since then. But when Tobey Maguire walked through that portal, the entire Lost theater it. erupted. Like yeah. it was like, like Andrew Garfield got a little bit, but like Tobey Maguire got like the. Like, doors, you know, like, like that reaction. And then on the bridge, when, when, or the first time we see the full green got that got a really? pop, I thought Doc Ock would. Yeah. Cause that yeah. was in and the trailers. That's like, surprising. Yeah. Me. Doc Ock, I think, was spo- the, the thing in, in my theater. Yeah. I was saying earlier, watching like little kids lose their shit over Toby was like, 
insane because you're right. That was 20, 2001, right? Yeah. Was, was mm-hmm. yeah. that spot. So like, that was 20 years ago. That's crazy to me that little kids are, lo- but you know, let's, those are good ass movies. Shout out to Macy Gray, wherever you're at, Macy Gray. <laughs> I need to go back and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> at the world unity there, festival. There is a lot uh, of pop I had a meltdown over, um, Charlie Cox. That that didn't get a single reaction from my theater, I, and I oh, think I saw it without like same. MCU fans. You same, are, in, but I oh shrieked. my god, that had the biggest reaction like in my theater. And really, like two other people. There was like in my theater, there was like me and like three other people that had that reaction. Yeah, but I was like, I was like fucking shrieking. I was just oh, like, I, ah! also, like I just had like I a fucking mouth Thursday night, and it was like. That's probably people, why Thursday night was a huge yeah, Marvel the, the, fan. The, when Matt Murdock shows up. so good. My theater <laughs> went like apeshit. My theater, the biggest, that was the biggest pop-off was Murdock showing up. Because I think really? everyone was like, oh, yeah, like, Toby was great. People cheered. And Andrew was great. People cheered. And the last, you know, bit, people were cheering like crazy. But, like, the pop, like, where people were like, oh, shit. Like, that was Garfield it, for me. But it was Murdoch. Like That's crazy. that was Matt Murdoch, and I think because everyone realized at that point, like it's happening, shit's about to get good in the MCU. So I it was like, yeah, just about, it was great. I I just about got up and left the movie theater. Like I was like, <laughs> this can't be top. Like you know what I mean? Like he's so like him saying like I actually think you're fine. Like giving them legal counsel, and then when he grabs the brick and he's like, I'm a really good lawyer. I was, I literally was like, I put my pop from back it down. I was like, I need to leave. I'm done. And they didn't. There's, they didn't. There's nothing the else that could happen in this film. They they could have had him just show up, be a lawyer, and not hint at any powers. Yeah. And oh, they I called. They were gonna like, do that shit. Yeah. I I I, I, I God thought. Okay, yeah. if you go back and watch the last MCU crew, I got a tweet about this. I fucking predicted this shit down to a T, where I said, I think they were gonna show that like he has some abilities. Yeah. Not that he's operating as Daredevil or not. I think they're gonna leave that open. And did. we were talking yeah. about whether or not that would trigger that that tingle, and it didn't because he's not in danger. They come back to that with the bread thing, where it's like, well, he's not in danger, so that's why it didn't like register. And he's just like, I'm a really good lawyer, but he's Charlie Cox is like so good as Matthew Murdoch. Well, you're just and a fan girl for crazy. Charlie Cox. That's all this is. <laughs> no, no, he's so like... good. <laughs> Charlie Cox yeah. is very close to Jesse Cox. It's like, like <laughs> right there. Oh my god! So if we could god just work it. on that a little bit, if we could workshop you it, you know, the thing is, like, I, I wasn't. I feel like I was, I was a pretty big fan of the show, and I, I thought, like, oh yeah, he's definitely part of it. Yeah, yeah. but I was like, I'm, a, I think I'm a bigger D'Onofrio fan, you know. And then, um, it, 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 a subtle flex. I got to play D and D with him, and I met him, and I felt betrayed when this bitch yeah, had a british flex. when this when subtle. this bitch had a british accent and looked at me that always happens. and i was like i don't know what it was i was like you have a british accent and you can see like i felt <laughs> it was disturbing i and that's when i knew he was a great actor like i actually knew he wasn't blind but when he looked and was like oh yeah so, so how do i roll for initiative i was like you lied like yeah. that was my brain my brain was like misfire i'm like and that's when I realized, like, okay, no, this dude really sold it. Like, I, because I, I felt lied to. I was like, you could see? You have a British the, accent? Bronze, you know, you sure. now have me, like, really excited that someday there's the potential that, like, what if I got to play 
anything with Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> I would be like, can we do this in like only can you over wear the top it, acting? Can you wear like, a suit, perhaps, Mr. Vincent D'Onofrio? <laughs> can you we just, do this a, in the maybe a white one? Adler style? Like, how, <laughs> oh my, I would be like so happy because you know that man goes 10 hundred percent. Oh yeah, that dude does not like that man yeah. is consistent. I would, I would want to do. A, you know what? I've changed my mind. I want to do a, um, a D and D, uh, Men in Black themed campaign with Vincent D'Onofrio reprising <laughs> his like. I don't show up. <laughs> I would so lose good, my though. mind. He probably is such He's a nice so person good, that he would totally one hundred percent do it. Be like, okay, I guess I'll do I that shit that. again. Did you see his post Hawkeye tweet? Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. I did not. What did he say? He's so funny. He was, okay, let me find it. He was saying after, um, I guess these are Hawkeye spoilers. Are we allowed to drop Hawkeye spoilers? I mean, we're talking about it in a sec, right? Okay, okay, yeah. So, uh, Kingpin got revealed in Hawkeye. and um, yeah. yeah, we got spoiler alert up here. Yeah, so he, he like, quote tweeted an article about his reveal and said, all we saw of that guy was that he was huge, and all we heard was a chuckle that was so obviously Vincent D'Onofrio. Who would have guessed that a ridiculously tight shot of a torso and arm would be one of the most important shots in all of the MCU? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just been like tweeting about it. And he's it's probably I don't know, the it's moon, been, like, man, or over the moon. Mm-hmm. They probably all are, to be honest. I mean, it's it's to to I like love- go through the whole Netflix thing and then to finally be like a part of the MCU officially. That's got to be an insane ride. Um, and I, I would think even Toby and Andrew are probably feeling the same way. Because um, yeah. I mean, An- Andrew, like, famously was historically uh, depressed and pretty angry about the whole Amazing Spider-Man stuff. Because Sony straight yeah. up dropped him. Um, well, look, so those movies, just like the Fantastic Four movies, were made to hold licenses. Yeah. And... It's very obvious because they're shit. They're like not good. And it says nothing about the people involved. It says everything about the company that made them because totally. clearly they did not care about quality. They were like, make a film. And that sucks. And so I do feel bad for him because that that's ass. Yeah. It shouldn't have been that way. And, and, and again, just revealed in the movie we and watched. I mean, it's, it's fandom. Yeah. Right? So like it's not like other films where it's like, oh, yeah, flop. You did a shit job. Moving on. Right? Like you're gonna go down in history as like ruining, r- ruining. I use that word very lightly, by the way. Uh, somebody's favorite character, favorite fictional character, because the way people treat Star Wars and comic book movies is like it, honestly unfair to the actors. I'm just gonna say it. I hate it. I hate seeing it. It's like okay, they made a bad film. Move on. I mean, they I still love get a Green paycheck, Vision. but it's still a job. But this is this is all fa- yeah, like yeah, but like even, they even- get lambasted to the point where it's like it's so unfair it's so right. unfair like yeah. like the the character the actor that played jar jar binks tried to kill himself oh yeah no that's yes. because like there imagine are the joy even hayden Christen- being, uh, christensen or whatever yeah, yeah imagine the joys of being like cast in a franchise you love or that you're excited like oh gosh this is a dream job even if you don't love the franchise this is a dream job and then the movie sucks and it's like, guess I won't exist on the internet anymore. You know, like that that level of hatred. It's like, oh my gosh, I don't know that most people, like, I don't think most people are equipped to deal with that. And I just think it's not fair. Like they didn't write the movie. Right. 
It's, it's, you know? it's not fair. I mean, it's just a fact. It's not fair. But it, it is the idea. It's, it's a double-edged sword. The world of because it's this at the same time, it's the way those movies make $225 million over yeah. the course of three days, but it's also mm-hmm. the like reason why it's so toxic in a fandom because of like the immense, I'm gonna say almost like it's, yeah, toxic. it's too much, yeah, like the love that they have for, for this character, this franchise, or whatever it is to an extent a part of who they are. And if you mess yeah. with that, you mess with them. And so they take it very personally. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that shit is not, it's not healthy, y'all. But, uh, well, because, means- like, there's some characters, I, I'm not going to lie, I was never the biggest fan of Rose Tico. But I also understand that, I hope I don't mess around. Is it Kelly Marie Tran? I also understand yeah. that she didn't write those movies. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't edit it. She didn't, like, make, like, <laughs> it's very yeah. obvious Wait, what? that, like, yeah. So, so like I understand that like Andrew Garfield did not write and direct Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2. So it's so unfair to have all of the hatred of it come down on his shoulders. And like Toby Maguire is the greatest example of that cuz he's been in simultaneously great Spider-Man movies and some really and better a really, a Final really fucking bad one. Final, Spider-Man movies as well and Final Fantasy movies. I mean, yeah, oh, no, it's it's super that, obvious. Yeah, the Spider-Man Venom one, one is two. so hard to watch, guys. It it Spider-Man three sucks. It's not good. Oh my I god! I have only seen that movie once, and it was in theaters. I have never watched it a second time, and I kind of want I to. I recently rewatched the dancing scene where he goes like he gets the dark hair yeah. and turns well, into. That's like the most famous scene, Aww. probably from that entire trilogy. Yeah. Ooh. But let me state my theory of comic books. And especially comic book movies. Okay. Here's the deal. Spider-Man 3 sucked because too many villains. They weren't well fleshed out. It wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, not good because the villains suck. All I'm saying is good, the, first, good the first Spider-Man movie of the MCU, it was all right. What made it great was they had a phenomenal actor as the villain. They like came out swinging with Keaton. Yeah. And that's all I'm saying. The villains make comic book movies. A good villain makes your film way better and that's why iron man one was so wait a minute i broke your theory jesse were you about to say (laughs) iron man one was awesome is that like iron man one's all right but that's because tony carries it through the entire movie the villain was was brilliant when it came out that's our eighth uh movie by the way number eight in the mcu but but we did it we did it because the same the, reason we do everything on our list is because the of the importance. impact overall with the rather than standalone. Because I'm gonna say for this film, as a standalone film, I don't know that I think this is like if you t- take account of like if you just look at it as like a standalone film, it's insane. Yeah. This is an insane movie. But if you take into account everything else and all the characters from other things and everything. This I look. I may say this might be our new number one. I'm just gonna I put think it out there. Look, I said that. Put it is, out there. I didn't tweet it last night because I was saving for the show. We'll have this discussion maybe later on because I still think we have things to say about the movie. I left that movie thinking this is the best MCU film, hands down. Immediate Listen, reaction. It might be recency bias. Happy. I might be popping off. We brought I'm a it back, fan, but yeah. Because I felt like I was smoking crack because I loved Homecoming and I did not like Far From Home as much. Yeah. I, I was like, I Far From Home was not 
It was like yeah. I, I enjoyed it, but it was not really my vibe. I liked Homecoming so much more. Mm-hmm. And then No No Way Home, I was like, wow, they actually made a movie that I liked more than Homecoming. And I know that I was gunning in our tier list for Homecoming to be a lot higher than it was because I, I think like I just like movies that are that know what they are and they go for it in an uncompromising fashion, you it's, know, and they're yeah. not too concerned with how much they're building up the rest of the MCU. I love movies that are like character pieces. I think that's why I love Shang-Chi I, and that's why I didn't like Eternals. And I think that's why I love this movie is like it is a crossover that is still very much a Peter Parker story. It is not that interested in propelling forward the rest of the MCU. I like that. I really like that. I don't think every film needs to push us towards another end game. And especially a Spider-Man film. It did do like there were important bits uh, MCU wide within the film. Like we got Wong's the Sorcerer Supreme. We got that told to us. Like that makes sense why he's doing everything. They tell you all of it and like, they kind of let you know all of that like within 10 minutes, though. And even yeah, Doctor yeah. Strange, as much as he was in the trailer, he was in like 10 minutes of the film. Right, right. Time out real quick. Can we talk about how Wong is now the dude who like, hi, I'm in this movie. Bye. Oh, yeah. I, for some reason, love that. There, I love there that was an article just like, written about that. And walking I think, through. I think Kevin Feige was, was talking about how Wong's becoming this like linchpin of phase four. He's like the most important character in phase I, four. <laughs> I would love for a payoff like 12 movies from now to be like, oh, yeah, all those things I was doing in the background, that actually is saving us right now. Yeah. That'd be ridiculous if that happened. I think we'll get some, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about Wong. the post credit scenes in a bit. But yeah. Oh, I, my I God. He's the new Stan Lee. I love that. Oh, I love that he's like shows up in every movie as a goof. Dude, that would be amazing. Someone, someone fucked me up last night after the movie. Someone said, I wish Stan Lee could have seen this film. And that, that comment, I was like, fuck. That would have yeah. been. Yeah, that would have been pretty, (laughs) pretty cool. Just considering the ramifications of that. I'm really happy Wong's role is being expanded because one of the big things with Doctor Strange that I love, I love Doctor Strange. I've read all this is like (laughs) probably one of the few comic books I've read back to the 70s run. And the one thing that makes me uncomfortable about being a Doctor Strange fan is how fucking Orientalist and horrible it is. Like, I, I'm fully aware that it's it's not great in a lot of those regards. And even in general, having like a film that has like mandalas and stuff and like zero Indians in it is is weird. But I, I try to hand wave some of that away and just say, okay, it's fine. They're doing their best. But like Wong is a character that's like, smart and proficient and gets Dr. Strange, Stephen Strange out of a lot of situations in the comics, but like he never has like a a huge role. And like the optics of that on camera have the potential of fucking sucking where you have this like very competent, very smart. Like we have so many Asian characters like that in movies that are like the driver, but they're also secretly kind of carrying the superhero along. Or they're the, you know, like we have all these examples. I kind of like that they're breaking that with Wong and being like, well, no, Stephen Strange went away for five years and Wong became Sorcerer Supreme. So now he's still Sorcerer Supreme and he's moving pieces on the board and doing things independent of of Doctor Strange. He doesn't need to just be Doctor Strange's valet or lackey. Mm -hmm. Because that, it just, I don't know, like he should have some, some of his own agency especially as like a sorcerer like he should 
he should have his own story arc, his own agency. And I'm happy that like the scene in Shang-Chi wasn't like a one and done throwaway of like, oh, let's just put the Asian in the de facto Asian film. I like it's like I like that they kind of followed through with that. And they're like, well, there's a reason he was there. He's yeah. a Sorcerer Supreme now. Yeah. He has bigger issues. So now he can have, you know, more of a role than just, uh, you know, sidekick. Yeah, I agree. 100 <laughs> percent. I, I love that they also removed the line from the trailer. In the trailer, Wong is like, Where he was upset. don't do it, yeah. strange. Yeah. And they took, that's not that's not in the movie. You're right. And I like the idea that he isn't like, I'm scolding you, Dr. Strange. Right? Like, I, for some reason, I appreciate that a lot more. That's than true, just yeah. Like, I forgot that line was missing. You're right. It wasn't in the film. It, wasn't, it was just yeah. him being like, yeah, the, you better not cast right. that spell. Yeah, yeah, that thing. Yeah, you're right. In the movie, he's just like, I got, look, I got stuff to do, bro. So, And he's like, trust me on this. And Wong's like, okay. Yeah. And that's the conversation. Well, he, I was like. He also make. there's a lot of like, I, I want to go back and watch the film because there's so many side comments or just like quick jabs that are actually hilarious, but there's so many of them. And there's so much like just quick, uh, quippy dialogue throughout the film like dr strange there he's like oh remember when we did that party and he's like no he's like see the spell worked <laughs> just small <laughs> shit like that it's like that's great that's fantastic dialogue uh and i i really enjoyed that throughout the entirety of the film not just that moment you as know, well. you know what all this look all this means one thing that i'm so excited for what's that again we're gonna get a red suit movie dude we're gonna get deadpool daredevil so yeah spider-man it's I, happening it's I think, happening i think the next film i think spider-man 4 uh once like tom holland gets his money uh, and stops going into interviews and being wishy-washy uh i think once he gets his money and spider-man 4 is revealed i think he's going to i think they introduced daredevil the way they did because him and spider-man are going to team up and go after uh fisk if that's spider-man I mean, 4 and they like goes perfectly street level with it because it's a full reset of that character he doesn't have to go fight fucking aliens he, the he's only a member other of the story, Avengers, but they don't know who he is, so he's probably just going to keep staying in, in New York. He can go to NYU, the only story he's left. GED. Like, it sets up for a lot of it. The only story left that, like, hasn't been told already. We need a, like, there has to be a Craven movie, right? Like, like that has to be it. Well, there's going to be Symbiote for sure. Like, that's 100%. Can we talk about, like, I don't know what your theater was like, but uh, for mine, when Tom Hardy shows up and it goes through the whole, like, uh, you are drunk. That I whole felt, thing. I felt um, like I was watching a different movie all of a sudden. <laughs> totally felt like it was a different movie. Felt really what? out of place. It was not the jokes. Y'all are a little unfair. I don't. I haven't little, seen those like, movies. It just felt weird. No, it did. It felt out of place, and it like in my audience, none of it landed. People were excited. Tom Hardy was there. People were excited. To, like they cheered when the cut when the sh scene started. But like all the goofs and gags felt like no one people were just watching it and then at, only at the very end when the little blob was yes. there people were like oh other than that like tom like i don't know it just doesn't it does say a lot about the way sony does their properties versus the way the mcu does because there was not a lot of engagement in, oh like, I, what was happening versus like the rest of the the time i was in the I, think that whole their mind. I think that whole thing I, was him was mm -hmm. Kevin Feige saying like get the fuck out of here Venom I don't know how the fuck <laughs> maybe I've read into it so much but like I think that was Marvel I, being like no 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 you're going back get the fuck out of here you're not a part of this we're I gonna get a different character like I feel like it spoke to like how uh small in scope the Sony films have been 
Because, like, that was a recurring theme with the Spider-Men, too, where they're like, we don't have an Avengers. Like, wait, you guys are fighting aliens? I didn't fight aliens. Right. And then you have this Venom that's, like, sitting there. You have this Tom Hardy that's sitting there, and he's like, so this guy came and he stopped away half the universe for five years? And he's like, like, to me, that was fucking hilarious, because if you look at the Sony films, they've never done anything like close to that so like it makes so much sense for him to like break that fourth wall and be like you realize how crazy that is you're sitting here telling me with an alien goop up my ass that oh some purple man came from space and snapped away half of the world for five fucking years and him sitting there at that bar for five years yeah yeah i thought that was i liked it so i I, i'm hoping like yeah it doesn't even seem like they're from the same world i'm hoping that bartender becomes venom because that bartender is in Ted Lasso and he's a very he's one of the main characters of Ted Lasso, which is why I immediately knew who he was and like was thinking, well, there's a symbiote there. And we kind of got a little bit of backstory on why he might actually be pissed off. And this guy said something about going to New York and meeting Peter Parker. So like maybe that's the new Venom. I don't know. I mm-hmm. I like for some for some reason, I don't know what I was expecting from a second you know, like a second uh, end credit scene. Uh, I loved what we got, but for some reason, I, in my mind, thought for sure we were going to see, I don't know why this is what I thought. We were going to see, you know, the, the like two Spider-Men where they're like, oh, you know? Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was going to be two J. Jonah Jamesons. <laughs> but I realized, obviously, neither of them know who Spider-Man is. But for some, well, one did. But for some reason, I was like, I just want to see, now I want to see the two of them meeting each other and being like really up their own asses just like oh you're very good like no you are very he, i don't man, know why i need to see that he's so good at that character i was so pissed off every time he was on scene on screen i just got so upset that's such a strong character though like i even in uh, just that character across the universe like even in the game the spider-man yeah. game hearing him with his crazy theories that he well, just he just is out here talking about it's the craziest 100%. shit of the fucking race. It's because it has real life parallels. I think that's why it's such a strong character. Because like, e- e- Marvel didn't even like back down. They fucking put supplements like <laughs> in the film. They went right great. at Love Alex it. Jones. Like, I was 100%. waiting for the G Fuel sponsorship. I was waiting for him to be like, "Don't forget to buy your own tub of G Fuel. My favorite flavor is raspberry. Yeah. Catch me on my Twitch channel next week." That would have been hilarious if he was streaming on about Twitch. whether or not Spider Man is shit. This yeah. libtard thinks he's not shit. You know, I was I was waiting for him to talk about his Twitch channel. Would have been hilarious I was, if they I did. was waiting, talking about playing Among Us with AOC. I was like, this man is ridiculous. <laughs> they had a scene. Is this not the most relatable shit ever? Of him filming from a green screen in his fucking house. Yep, <laughs> love that. And then the love next that. scene, he's in a full on like studio with a goddamn control room and everything. It was great. What's what's fascinating about uh, J.K. Simmons is it's the same thing with, you know, everyone we've been talking about today, but specifically J.K. Simmons, I cannot see any other actor playing that role now. It would it would and come I'm off glad too they campy. didn't try. For some, it yeah. would come off too campy. He's the only one that can do it. I agree. I'm glad they didn't try, and I'm glad they didn't try to recast uh, Kingpin. I'm glad they didn't try to recast uh, Daredevil. The fact that these characters. Like it's perfect casting, and to do anything else would be a disservice. I agree, and I'm like thrilled that the MCU, at least someone somewhere there, has the knowledge to be like, All right, in our universe, we've had two movies with zero 
Jonah Jameson, but he's going to be in the end credits for this one. What do we do? Well, we need J.K. Simmons. And everyone was <laughs> like, brilliant. It's the only answer. It's, yeah. the, it's the same thing with Wolverine. Like, I am really excited to see what they're going to do. Dude. God bless. <clears throat> I hope whoever they cast is like nails it. But there's a reason why for 20 years, How old is he, Wolverine Jackman? was one man. Because sometimes you nail the casting so well that it's, you'd be a fool to change it. He's 53. So, I think he could still do it. Who? Hugh Jackman. He's 53 years old. I mean, it's possible. He, I, if he's I, playing I like that, a grizzled Wolverine that like... The I problem is, is Marvel's you, not looking for a 53-year-old who then shows up yeah. in the next like end game at 63. Like that's they're, right. not, they're looking for someone who's like 26. Could you imagine? Who last for 20 years. Like... I think pop off wise, could I, I you imagine pop off if he shows up in a the- in a in a movie? That'd be I insane. I would lose my shit. I That'd be, be so insane. I, I feel like I'm probably one of the few people in the camp that's just like there's other X Men, there's other mutants. I would just go with them and leave that one alone. I, sure. I'm Wolverine. not saying we will never have another Wolverine, but those are such big shoes to fill. Like I don't like well, those oh, are the, I agree with big, that. the biggest shoes. That's in why the I'm world saying they got to gotta get him. Because I agree bigger with you. than Iron Man, B- bigger than Iron Man, I would hazard to say, and that's a, that's a yeah. big claim because I think for most of us, RDJ is Tony Stark. That is mm-hmm. Iron Man, and anyone else stepping into that role just feels wrong, right? Like, yeah. And and so I and I would say this is even bigger than that. Like, he yeah. killed it. He was a great Logan in bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> right multiple yes. multiple yes. Like, multiple the shittiest movies. fucking yes. movie yeah. and you still can't say that that man was a bad actor or did not sell that fucking character with horrible scripts and horrible films you still went to see it because it was him I would, you know what i mean like could you imagine though hugh jackman in an mcu film with mcu writing he would fucking just crush it he would bring us to tears oh yeah 100 percent. it'd be insane i Logan is one of my favorite comic book films of all time. It's very good. Like b- so bar good. none. I need to watch it I actually it again. put it it's above most of the MCU. That's that's how controversial my take is on it. That's like the <laughs> film I'm crazy fan for it that I argue about. I got to see about. Patrick Stewart say fuck. It was great. <laughs> that was a great movie. Yes, yes. Like th- at the end of that film when that kid I'm going to tear up when that kid takes the cross and turns oh, it yeah. into an X. Yeah. I have never cried that hard during any comic book movie, <laughs> any comic movie. I've never cried as hard as when he took that cross and turned it into an X. That was the film for X-Men fans like that. That was our far from home. You know how like this is the movie. This is into the Spider-Verse the movie for Spider-Man fans. Yeah. That was for us like it, it encapsulated what it means to be like an X-Men, what it means to be a mutant. Like it was just so beautiful and this passing of the torch and how great they did X-23 and and seeing, you know, Patrick Stewart, like, g- dealing with this, like, trauma of, like, watching people you love grow older. Like, how traumatizing that is for all of us. Like, how real that is. That movie is perfection. So I don't, I don't think anybody can step into Hugh Jackman's shoes. I think we should just leave Wolverine on ice for a while. There's so many other great movies. I mean, play yeah, some of maybe. them. Because who the hell character. else is going to play the uh, that guy that's a big question yeah and i I think the the danger sorry i was gonna say if you're marvel like in terms of popularity i think there's spider-man and then 
Iron Man, but you know, they can't do that anymore. And I think Wolverine's probably third in terms of just how big that character is on a global level. I would put Wolverine above Iron Man. I think Wolverine Definitely is probably one of the start. Most, yeah. Yeah. And def- I think it'd be MC close. Of all time. Yeah. Without or not MC, but, but Marvel characters of all time. Without He's like, the, the danger with yeah. going to different X Men characters is the same thing that I'm going to say the amazing Sp- like eventually Spider Man ran out of like compelling villains. And as like fun as a dude who shoots electricity is, that's that's never a great main villain. It just isn't. Well, it never will be. And yeah, yeah. And and eventually you can hit X Men who are like not, you know, like we could say awesome. I can't wait to see more of Jubilee. But like unless you make Jubilee a character piece, her powers are lame. They're lame powers. Well, there's also cooler X Men now that have just been introduced in the comics. Abs- absolutely, but you know they're not going to be like, oh, this X-Men from the last five years, we're definitely going to make the movie about them. I think they could happen. put, like, Mystic in there. Mystic would make a lot of sense in the current MCU, uh, and she's definitely from the past, like, what, five, ten years. We just need to figure out how they're going to put X-Persons in this Right, right, universe. they got to figure that out. I think Fantastic Four yeah. will be... Fantastic Four would definitely be before that. Also, here's another thing. Uh, with Peter Parker now getting his GED, possibly going to like NYU or Empire State University or whatever it is, that's where Johnny Storm goes. And so that could be a Fantastic Four thing where like he goes to school mm-hmm. and meets, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some of the Fantastic Four folk uh, or oh, it, sure. Shining Blaze, Johnny, whatever it is. But yeah, like they could do a lot with that tie in. Um, oh, Fantastic Four easily fits into all. Like this is, yeah, that setup's super easy. I would actually. For some reason, I was just thinking, for some reason, I was like, how does Deadpool get into this universe? (laughs) Deadpool's bizarre, man. I feel like I don't want Deadpool to, like, touch a lot of the bigger MCU characters because, fuck, man. I I feel like the best way to do this is, like, whatever they decide for how they're introducing X-Men if we had Wolverine show up again, as huge, and it was Hugh Jackman, just for some reason. And Deadpool? As the multiverse stuff, whatever happens, for some reason, Deadpool and like Hugh Jackman are like, and oh my God, what if it was just Hugh Jackman? Whatever the case may be, <laughs> they're just like stuck in the MCU universe, and they're like, all right, whatever. I mean. That'd be ridiculous. Maybe, maybe that's just, how uh, they do it. Maybe that's how they do it. They get I'm, Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds together, because they're like really good friends. I am like. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm I'm so off on the the sidelines that I just am not the biggest Deadpool fan. He like, can, I never have been. It either hit, it's hit or miss, and I feel like the Merc with the mouth, even the comic books, because they're just a little bit too much nonsense for me. And so, I think the, Ryan Reynolds again, going back to casting, perfect choice for Deadpool. It makes it fun. Like, yeah, well, yeah he like, just plays himself. Yeah. Um. It, it 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 works, you know. Um, I just I, I don't know. Like I I I don't see what he would bring to the MCU that would be like. How bronze? How do you not see <laughs> Deadpool, Spider Man, uh, Daredevil, uh, Daredevil, uh, and Spider Man doing things, saving the day? Deadpool murders everyone, fucking off and just, just murdering people, taking yeah. up just... taking up all the oxygen. Uh, in the room it would be really hard to do that movie movie, i see that movie being ridiculously fun i want that so badly i don't know how they would pull it off they obviously need better writers i'm 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 saying i'm like in my own world because i think he's fucking annoying i think he's good for like 30 seconds and i'm like shut the fuck up he could be very over the top 
I don't. My favorite. I don't know how he plays into the, the MCU. Film was Colossus. Like I was like Colossus, and that's kind of my take on Deadpool all the time. Where I'm like, oh, it's Deadpool. You know, like okay, cool. Like he's gonna talk Strongly a bunch. That's disagree. <laughs> Jesse just I, loves I, chaos, I and Bronze recognizes that take. chaos in the MCU would be way too much. I think that's oh, what's happening here. What I, I mean, like, look, I'm, I'm depressed because I know for a fact, having watched the Doctor Strange preview that we get to see at the end of this movie, that they show Shuma, and I guarantee not one, Shuma. he's not going to be named. It's not going to be named Shuma. So They're, he's going to be in the movie for like two minutes, and I'm really upset by that fact Jesse, because, like, I'm, that is what I want. I want to see a movie where that tentacle man's like, unless and they're like, no, that guy's unless it's a placeholder. That's not Shuma. There is a toy out already, and it's not named Shuma. It's named like oh, I'm aware. It's named like Gorgonoth or something like like that. Butcher that. I I don't think they would spoil Shuma in the trailer. Also, Shuma's like a giant, like cosmic size being, not like a little fucking car star guy. I was gonna say, (laughs) yeah, yeah, he looks pathetic and small and weak. Understood. I just want something wild. However, Multiverse of Madness does have a lot of like, did you watch What If? Which is interesting. I don't think that that's the... Okay, so let's talk uh, post credit scene. I don't think it's the trailer. same, but I think it's a prep. Mm-hmm. It's like a prepper okay, for like... Since we're talking post credit scene, well, tra- I gotta let's, complain. Let's talk trailer. I'm gonna complain. Let's talk trailer yeah. of <laughs> Doctor Strange Multiverse yeah, of Madness. I'm, that's gonna, what I'm gonna complain. I have to complain. I, I don't like that. I like the post credit scene to be a post credit scene, not a trailer. Well, this is what they used to Agreed. be. This is what they used to be. They yeah. used to be trailers. I know, but I don't like it. I thought it's, it was great. I so... love the fact that I got to see a trailer. I hate it. I would rather have like the Black Knight blade reveal. Like I I don't want a whole trailer at the end of the film. I kind of just like Here's... a nod or a, or like an idea of where we're going next. I don't like the whole like Doctor Strange will return in 2022. I'm like, this was probably a Marvel business deal where, like, hey, this movie's gonna do very well. Put our trailer for our film at the end of it. However, I will say this: the reason I like like a wedding scene and like 40 other things is like I don't want all this right now. (laughs) Here's something I I want to pause frame by frame on YouTube later. This is why I liked it because you can't do that shit. You don't have to see, and I even make reaction videos. I don't have to see 4,000 reaction videos to a fucking trailer and see on Twitter everyone talk. I just get to see it in the theater on a giant fucking screen. Like, oh, yeah, yeah that looks pretty badass. They say they keep saying this one's going to be a horror movie, and that didn't seem horror-y. Oh, what are you talking so you about? Know. Those beginning shots look straight up Raimi. No, it didn't seem horror-y, but here's mm-hmm. the thing. Oh, I definitely I got horror I know it's going to be messed up because, like Bronze was saying about the wedding, you know that's all like in his head. It's going to be like, yeah. yeah. I love you, Dr. Strange facing me melting and shit. I'm gonna be like, yeah, yeah. This is I, dude, be great. Yeah, I know. I feel the like wedding the entire, looks awesome. entire camera shots were definitely out of like Sam Raimi, a horror film without where he's oh, like slow walking sure. in the thing and it's like the tilted camera and all that's like, oh yeah, that's gonna be a fucking scary film. Mm-hmm. Look, if we can get even just a little bit of Doc Ock in the, on the operating table, excited, <laughs> super excited. Doc for that. Ock on the operating like, table. What do you mean? Do you not remember this literal horror movie scene that takes place in the in Spider-Man 2? No, it's been when, 20 when, years, Jesse. I don't. In Spider-Man 2. Just, you know what? When we're done here, go look it up on YouTube. I'm sure it's there. In Spider-Man 2, when Doc Ock has his accident and he's on the operating table and the doctors are like, I guess we can buzzsaw it off his back. And they start to, like, operate and the, oh, tentacles, the tentacles come alive. Right, okay. 
they murder everyone in that room and There's it's blood terrifying everywhere. yeah i've seen that they okay. kill every and they do like the like shot of the woman screaming as it's like ah! they, it's great that's a great ass scene yeah so all i'm saying is more of that please yeah no i i thought in terms of just the actual trailer itself and the stuff that's coming up uh i loved almost everything i saw there was uh american uh, america chavez was in like over the shoulder of dr strange in the door that they opened i don't know if you guys caught that uh, did not at all no. yeah you could see she was in there for like a split second um the shumagorath not shumagorath obviously in the middle of the, the street was like front and center so it's pretty hard to miss that uh i love the fact that uh mordo's getting like a new look and they're kind of like reinvigorating that character and he's definitely gonna be like a bad guy yeah but those characters all had their own movies jp <laughs> where's the america chavez movie where's the mordo movie like yeah we're talking about a bunch of characters that like even dr strange has not had that much time on screen like he's he's been in one film and then he's been very small roles in other films but like it's i don't know yeah, there's Wanda too. So there's well, you're Wanda's absolutely right. There, yeah. It seems like yeah. it's it seems like it's too much. It's a lot of I don't people know in that movie. Yeah, I don't know what's about to happen here. And I don't know like you're you're right. How do they how do they introduce a brand new character in this film? Well, they introduce it by saying, Well shit, we gotta go through the multiverses. Here's a character that can make a portal to a multiverse whenever she wants. That's her character. So that's like <laughs> It kind of just fits the, what the thing they're looking for in, in essence. But the only other time they've done that is the introduction of Spider-Man. But everyone knows who Spider-Man is. Right. No, it's a harder sell. You're, you're not wrong about that. Uh, the well, other shocking know. thing is that film comes out in like three months or some shit. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That's where I was like shocked. My like, dude oh, cast a spell to stitch together. Like he, like he cast a spell that rippled throughout the multiverse, if you think about it. We did, yeah twice yeah yeah it's pretty pretty crazy it makes yeah. you wonder why he didn't get involved with westview I, honestly I, he probably like, just didn't care it feels like they're gonna address that somewhat i mean he no, definitely I, has I, that conversation. I, think he, I i don't think he probably cared i no, based off of how cold and that's actually kind of what i like about him I, like he's like okay so th there's more important things and if these people die then that's their fate peter okay so that's it that's it and i almost like that peter softens him a bit in some ways where he's like mm -hmm. i miss you kiddo because like it seems it also, like at the beginning of the film he's like listen yeah it also never got what what like the whole arc of that story was a week maybe of what spider-man it was like WandaVision? 48 hours. oh wandavision was yeah around a week yeah like a week right so i because uh, yeah they even mentioned at one point one of the people that's being tortured says something like they've been that way for that was like a month. Like, I don't know if no, it was a it's month. not that long. It's because because there's a there's a scene where one oh, of the women talks about her child being stuck in their room, and it's been three days. She says, and uh, so I think it's like. So it says the series takes place roughly three weeks after the blip, right? And I think, I think it's like it's not that long. Because even the pregnancy is over the course of a day. It says it's not quite clear how much time passes while she's stuck in the sitcom world, uh, according to Monica. Yeah, no, it's it's straight up just. But I think like because the it's episode short, when though. they get there, yeah, the episode when when they get there, 
they arrive uh whatever episode it is when you see sword arrive they arrive and there's like you know a weird thing on the edge of town and then it is i don't know like the first two episodes happen in the first day of them watching yeah i feel like they need so, to rather than just answer journal uh journalism questions about it journalist questions there we mm-hmm. go that's the word i was looking for they need to put out an official timeline of like when everything takes place because even this film takes place there's no time between this and far from home uh there's confirmation now that it's a week we're seeing it? people are, are yeah people are saying that it's about a week is okay. what people are saying they need to put so out a mean, proper yeah. timeline for everything so that I could just so like put, go to Marvel, marvel.com slash studio slash timeline or some shit. So I can understand why Doctor Strange would be like, Sword's dealing with it. It's not, it's been like a few days. I'm not too fussed. Like, yeah, I think Bronze well, is totally right. Where he's just like, I got something new. I, like, think, I don't have time to go mess with that. Yeah, I think it's also fine that like what she was doing at the start of that is fine. It wasn't until she straight up fucking started the whole multiverse shit. That's when Doctor Strange is probably like, wait, th- hold on. What the fuck's going on type deal? But who knows how much time that was there wasn't even multiverse there wasn't even like multiverse shit what do you mean all just like witches being witches she like starts the multiverse portion she like begins that whole thing does she not am i misremembering that what you're remembering is that video where someone synced up her and then kang's death oh yeah that's what you're remembering and how people are like oh but it doesn't mean anything yeah maybe so man Maybe so. I am. This is time for Hotel Bronze. Uh oh. Uh oh. I get tired of Wanda because of Wanda fans. Does anybody else <laughs> feel this way? I don't know what that means. Wanda fans are I, I like, I have no idea what that means. People in the world. They're always on Twitter like, Wanda had Thanos pressed. Wanda could have soloed Thanos. I'm like, okay, so then why didn't she? He called rockets on her. Okay, so then she was she was defeated by rockets she was defeated but wanda could do that and and wanda could solo everybody in the mcu if wanda wanted to okay so I why mean, doesn't she it's just it's just so annoying and then every time she's in anything the discourse starts up again and that's gonna be like <laughs> wanda is the most strongest avenger wanda could Wanda could body Captain Marvel. Wanda got hands. And I'm yeah, like, oh, um, my God, just fucking the, shoot me. I these cannot are the same stand people, people that, like, pick a side Xbox or PlayStation and argue till they die. Right? I know, like, but it doesn't th- matter. you don't see other, like, other people. Hawkeye fans don't act like that. Uh, it, uh, Captain America fans don't act like that. It's always Wanda fans. Wanda, Wanda, Wanda. <laughs> and it's just annoying. <laughs> Like Mephisto's gonna do this. Wanda got hands. Wanda gonna. I feel gonna, like Wanda like, fans no. are just comic book I fucking fans. Fucking hate. That's all that is. I fucking hate Ron, you're it. You're gonna hate me. So annoying. Because I'm just I'm waiting like that, for them to be but... like, Doctor Strange came to Wanda for help. That's because Wanda's more powerful. I'm like, oh, so that's re- that's the thing. That's really not, what it is. Doctor Strange now random. The yeah, all right. <laughs> we got that. We got that. No, no. The truth comes like, out. So you realize they said that about the. Man, y'all are boomers. You're not on social media. Because <laughs> they said that in Endgame. It didn't even have anything to do with Doctor Strange. In Endgame, everyone was like, Wanda could oh, be no, Thanos. Oh, no, I saw all those I tweets, like, yeah. So then why didn't she? <laughs> and they were like, well, because he called rockets on her. I was like, okay, so then he won. And they were like, no, no, because Wanda would have beat him. 
Then why didn't she? Old boy got his bendy popped out his fucking head and killed right in front of her. She didn't do shit. And you're going to tell me she could have beat him at any point. And they will they will drive this point into the fucking ground. So I promise you, if at any point in the, in that film, she makes a parents are going to be like, Wanda could have gotten Shuma Man. out of the paint in 30 seconds. I'm like, then why didn't she? They're living in your head rent free. Because I hate there. it. I hate, the, I they're hate buying, the They're buying a fucking another second house I to go like on to some vacation. Right I hate those people. They fucking annoy like the hell right out of now. me. I have to sit to through everyone. another thread of why Wanda is the most powerful <laughs> Avenger. I will shoot. She might be. Who cares? Face, man. Who cares? I'm going to make a thread. I'm going to make a so thread annoying. called why Yelena is the most powerful <laughs> Marvel character. I would I like that. Stand. I would thumbs I it up. On, I'm going to go on everything and be like, up. Yelena could have killed that guy. No problem. <laughs> I do it. Mac and cheese. I would, and killed I would enjoy that. I would I enjoy full, that. I am the first official Yelena stan. Period. I want... Best Marvel. No, character. you're second. Hands I tweeted down. about it last night. Whoa. So I'm the. F- I was thinking. Whoa. I was. I, I. I texted JP last week. So also Jesse. But I tweeted it, and it's not real if it's not on Twitter. Jesse, I got to talk about. You're this. right. I got to talk about this because it's actually hilarious. Did you notice how when I tweeted that uh, text conversation between the two of us, everyone thought everyone that thought you that, yes. were me. And I was Everyone was like, it's "Damn, like, Jesse's going off," and like, I was like, "Do you not know how the fu- like what texts are, and that the right side is?" <laughs> I guess I have a type. I, I guess, I guess he's just the crazy guy, and I'm the straight guy. Also, guy. funny. I love Elena. Yeah. Period. Yeah. She's amazing. We'll get to Hawkeye in a yeah. sec. We got to rank this first. Also, I do Elena's amazing. I got Also, I, I got to say this real quick. The sad. I, I I just remembered it. While you guys were talking about Wanda, for some reason it blipped in my mind. Maybe it jogged my memory. Saddest comment in the entire film is when they're standing uh, at Aunt May's gravestone with Peter Parker and um, oh, and he doesn't and Happy doesn't remember and, him. And Happy I... doesn't remember him. But it's sad, not because of that. That just adds to it. It's sad because I lost a friend recently, is what he says, and he's talking about Iron Man. He goes, "It wasn't easy." That shit fucked me up thinking about it in retrospect because it's like a double hit of how shitty Happy's life is. Yeah. <laughs> that he and lost Happy's his best friend time. and then he lost his like girlfriend slash ex girlfriend, whatever was happening. Uh, that I was don't know really what, where up. Happy as a character goes. You know I don't what know. I mean? Like, I don't know that he has a future in the MCU. Like, is that the last we see of Happy? Him just being sad? I don't know. Damn. He doesn't have a connection to Spider Man sure we'll, anymore. I'm sure we'll see him in Ironheart. You know, uh, you're, you're right. right. You're right. You're yeah. right. And I yeah. think, like, because he doesn't remember Peter Parker, that sets him up to, like, instead take on the stewardship of Iron Someone Heart. else. Like, yeah. I- I'm pretty sure that's, that's how that's going to go. He's going to. Yeah. That's going to be his new Peter Parker because Peter Parker's independent now. Well, that was one of the things that I think there's going to be just a lot, just like how the timey wimey stuff introduced it and just how, like, the blip introduced a lot of stuff is like, they didn't erase Spider-Man from what Spider-Man did. They erased the fact that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So, like, Spider-Man right. still fought Thanos. Spider-Man was still on all that shit. They just didn't know who he was, right? That, like, that's yeah. how that, that's how that all is. Okay. So there's still his yeah, connection. It would, it would, yeah. No, it would be like Spider-Man worked with the Avengers, Iron Man. Yeah. But. Iron Man, it would be like if, if if Tony never told Happy who Peter was. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Where they clearly work together, but, like, 
you know, Happy would never know. Oh, I need to go pick this kid up in a tulip field in Denmark. There's, like that's never gonna happen. I I uh, I was reading people's thoughts on just the film in general and kind of what they think happens. Someone had a comment saying um, that their hope is that at the end of the next trilogy, since Ned has some affinity for magic, he realizes somehow that like there's a spell that was cast and he actually undoes the spell to some degree so that people know, or that he knows like of his relationship with Peter Parker. It's never happening. That seems really grandiose, but I think it's set in stone. I think this is just how the films go moving forward. I think that's wish fulfillment for people being like, I wish they could have had the perfect ending. But honestly, I think this is the perfect ending. I think think him realizing the danger he it's the same thing every Spider-Man has realized. Every Spider-Man has had that moment of like, oh, by putting myself out there, everyone I know and love is in danger now. That's like the thing. And so I think they nailed that. That that whole like he's walking away from his friends just to save them the i'm i'm very curious about i was just thinking like in the mcu the only people that knew spider-man was peter parker tony happy his friends Aunt May, none of the other yeah. avengers none of the other avengers knew no they did yeah so I don't fucking think captain marvel says peter parker do you have something for me <laughs> right well that's because he says his name is peter parker right to her. sure but she still knew. But no one else knows that he's Peter Parker. Wasn't he? Not at that the, it matters uh, now, but at the time, no one else knew, right? Was he, he at never, the like, funeral? Around, like he was at the funeral as Peter Parker, wasn't he? He was at the funeral. You're right. Never mind. Well, maybe they didn't know his name. I don't know. I don't know yeah, what the rules yeah. of the spell were. I don't know. I don't know how yeah. it all works. Yeah. Maybe it's like my name is Dieter Darker. <laughs> Yeah, like terrible I, name. I still think we'll get a Daredevil, uh, Spider-Man team up, and they'll go after Fisk. I think Fisk gets set up in Hawkeye, which we'll talk about. Uh, and I love the fact that he's going to become like potentially this big bad, unless unless for some reason that gets solved this week in Hawkeye in the final episode, which I don't think it does. That would be that would be criminal no if they just like introduce him and then he's done after that. Uh, I he's, think he's uh, going to be sticking he's around. He's the street level big bad. Yeah. Sure. he's the street level Thanos, and I love that they're. For as insane as it is that they're, again, I say this every week, I'm going to say it again. A man is coming out of the planet. No, <laughs> But I don't ah. think that has happened yet, Jesse. I don't think that's but happened I'm saying, yet. But I'm, saying, but I'm saying for as insane as that is, as insane as the galactic scale of Marvel has become, I like that they removed Peter Parker from that galactic scale. Same here, yeah. They, they pulled Spider-Man out of there, pulled and now back. he's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man again, and he can hang out with Daredevil, and he can fight crime rather than it being like, Spider-Man must battle Galactus. Like, I don't want to... Spider-Man versus Galactus? I don't want to see that shit. That's, that, <laughs> that's too much. It's too much. I agree. It's too big. It's too big. Yeah. 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 I, I do think that... Uh, they haven't said this. But I do think the end of Eternals with the giant spaceman appearing and both also being in the water, I think that's so far the like furthest we've been in the timeline. I think that's how they're going to get around that shit. But who knows? Because it is wild to me that no one's mentioned that yet in any no of these one, films. It has to be after everything that's happened so far because no one has mentioned it. Yeah. And it's like, that is a stone that is a permanent fixture on the planet Earth 
forever. Yeah. And then Stop inside the earth as well. It up. It it's important. I here's what I think, Jesse. Someone said this, and I'm gonna get, steal it. I can't get over it. Someone it was said so audacious of them. Someone the audacity. said the idea that that giant man is in the water is what's gonna start Namor and it's gonna start uh Black Panther 2. Like Namor's gonna get fucking upset or they're gonna do something. Are we even that. gonna get a Black Panther 2? Yeah. Ooh, well, with this recast, with everything that's happening, like I feel like this film is stuck in production hell. Look, it's not in a good way. I mean, because they wait. got Letitia Wright out of here, so now I'm like, wait, is she oh, gone? The- yeah, she refused to vaccinate, and so they said no. I believe I th- last th- I saw I officially, she- like, I thought that they no, had I- paused filming. That's because uh, she was because stuck of in her. the UK because she couldn't fly. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't yeah. vaccinated. That, the thing was, the, the official statement was that, Jesus Christ, Hollywood Reporter, calm down with the ads. Good Lord, I can't even see the see headline. It. I could have swore like there it was says, some anti- Black like, Panther like, Wakanda they Forever won't film her. shutting down production as Letitia Wright recovers from onset injury, is what they said. Oh. But the onset injury was because she was stuck in the UK because of COVID. That's like what people deduced. But I don't think they shut down permanently. I don't think she's being recast. Yeah, they just they just it's literally stuck in production hell at the moment. Yeah. Where nothing nothing's happening on it. They're not filming anything because literally utterly insane. I, yeah. I mean like all right, I guess people have their convictions, but that's dumb. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> It'll probably be our last movie for sure. The character will get sunset. All right, before I, I want to talk Hawkeye, we gotta rank this thing. Oh, uh really, really quickly, here is a quote. Uh, however, sources close to the production recently confirmed that rumors of right exiting Black Panther Wakanda Forever are false. According to THR, insiders claim that Panther 2 is indeed on track to resume production in late January in Atlanta. The sources also went on to add that Wright will, in fact, be present on set, essentially shutting down any rumors of her exit. There you go. I'm sorry. Somebody in Jesse's chat wrote that. That's fucking hilarious. Being casted as a super genius scientist. And I wrote being a fucking dumbass. <laughs> that shit just fucking broke me. <laughs> not wrong. It's not wrong. <clears throat> Definitely a real thing. That's that's a really. That's, <laughs> I just saw that. That's very funny. The more, the yeah. more you think about it, the more it's just funny to me. Yeah. yeah. It's acting right the there. Brilliant scientist is like, I choose not to. Look, look I, this is totally unrelated to Marvel. But this is the state of the world, and I just want to put this out there. Uh-huh. My dear friend Eric and I, when I was in Chicago, went to a museum. It's the place where they have the largest complete T-Rex skeleton, okay. and it was amazing. But the, when you go to that section of the museum, it's sort of like a tour through time. And you start off and like, the primordial soup, and you go through the di- – it was Sue, chat. You go through the different, like, ages of, of history, and you see every single – like world ending calamity in each mass extinction. One of them straight up is literally a video where it shows like 97% of everything died off due to a global warming scenario. And then literally two camera, it's like sound familiar, like that kind of shit. <laughs> but at one point, Jesus, right, right after you see Sue, there's a, there's a part of the exhibit. That's like a meteor struck the earth. And then it explains that, like, over the next million years, mammals appeared, right? We were standing there reading this, and a woman walks by, looks at it, and goes, so a meteor hit the planet, and then, like, mammals? I don't buy it. And walked off. And I was like, 
the what? It blew my, I was like, why are you even in a museum? You sat through four oh, other mass extinction events and you were like, you know what? Those are fine. But this whole like space Look, Jesse, killing us and then like uh, apes, I Jesse, don't, I don't buy that. I was like, you what? and I both what? know, you and I both know that she only cares about the eighth umbral calamity. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Black Rose. She has to, she has to prevent Black she's Rose. She's worried right. about it, okay? <laughs> she's nervous. Right, 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 right. Bronze has They're no enjoying. idea what we're talking about. That's fine. That's fine. Are, are we Are we assuming she is an now asshole? Now I'm the is boomer. The... Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. Maybe she just got back from the moon. Who knows? She like, no. here's the thing. When we went to the rest of the exhibit, she was gone. So she probably portaled out. She was like, <laughs> back to the moon. Could be yeah. the case. Uh-huh. Anyways, <laughs> hey, let's rank this thing. We got to put Crystals. this. We got to put this on the list. Number uh, one. I propose number one. Etern- Let me just recap. Eternals was 21. That's where we ended up with uh, with that. Uh, also, I, I will state, and, and maybe this adds to where we put uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. If you go back and watch like our review of pretty much anything after Endgame, well, I guess that's maybe when the show started. But like, I feel like in so many ways, what I'm trying to get at is this film has like reinvigorated the Marvel cinematic universe absolutely 100 i feel the like last, it's back the last two films i think for me were kind of like actually that's a lie shang chi was great it was great but i don't think i don't think for me it was like oh i'm excited for marvel it was like Same. oh i like i'm excited for shang chi that's what it was i want more of that what i just saw rather than now i'm like i want more marvel and i yeah oh yeah compared to to you know black widow and eternals i think those two were like Oh, all right. Didn't dislike yeah. them. Oh, yeah. But they definitely didn't, like, they didn't make me like, fuck you, yeah, MCU. I'm so excited. Now I'm just like, let's go, Doctor Strange. Get out. Let's go. I got to yeah. see this movie. This was, like a, this was a legit comic book movie. It, yeah. You felt like you were watching something that, you know, I want to put this in a category of, like, generational film. I don't know how to describe it. This and Endgame, and, and to an extent, Infinity War, are like generational films where it's like this is a 20 year in the making film it does yeah. not exist yeah. without the past 20 years of content and you know in a way you could almost say that about like what they're trying to do with star wars but uh no nah, i'm not gonna so instead i'm gonna focus on this and say that i think this is like in a different category so i think automatically for me it bumps it up to like top three and then based on the top three we have i think it's the best one out of all three that are up there i, I think, think it's it the best too. of the three yeah, I I mean I agree. I, I agree. I think it's one. I think it's so I think we have we a all. new favorite show. Yeah, no, I th- yeah. I think it's one as well. I think it's one as well. I I will take this moment. I think that Into the Spider-Verse deserves its flowers. I understand it's not an MCU film, but I think Into the Spider-Verse also set this film up for success. I think it showed that this was like a like a good idea and I think like yeah, I, d- I don't think that film gets its flowers enough, especially like that reference where he's like, I just always thought, you know, kid from Queens helping the poor. I thought I'd be a black kid. That that was always my complaint with this version of Peter Parker. I think even when I re- talked about Homecoming, I was like, this feels like it was supposed to be a Miles Morales film that they put Peter Parker into, like because his vibe was so different than Tobey Maguire's and, and Andrew Garfield's. And I will say, I feel like, Tom Holland has come into his own more, but I am still happy they made that reference because he it did feel like it was a Miles Morales film to me. Yeah, that they just put Peter Parker in. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
If they if they had the I'm gonna call Sony out. Sony, if you have the balls to do this, <laughs> yeah. into the Spider Verse, the new one or whatever it's called, part one of the new one or part two. I'll let you. You know what? You have time to fit this in in part two. If they don't, if we're they're like going through multiverse shit, if at some point we don't end up with them popping into a live action version where we get a live action Miles Morales that then becomes the Miles Morales of the future, that'd be fucking plus sick. a Gwen plus like. If they show up in Andrew Garfield's version, oh. that'd be hilarious. Or they show up in like Toby's version, that would be hilarious to like have them just pop in and then like, oh yeah, no, this is Wink. This is who's going to be the actor for the future. Like you are missing, yeah, a chance. You're do it, make it happen. It's funny that'd now. Be amazing. It, I like in a weird way, No Way Home kind of reshaped what I wanted what I want from these movies. And now I just constantly think about like, what would be a great pop-off moment? Like <laughs> seeing, seeing a, a live action, Miles Morales in spite that'd be great. I'd be super into that. Seeing another yeah. fucking Wolverine pop up in a two Jackman. That'd be a fucking huge pop. Like, well, I'm like, we've Cassidy. seen that. Like it, it works like multiple Spider-Man work. Cause I think for the longest time it was like, well, we already have a Spider-Man. Yeah. Why do we need more than one? And it's like, from we from what we saw on camera, I think we can agree. A lot of us would like to see Miles and Peter together. Like I don't think one has to come at the cost of another. Especially, could you imagine now that like Peter's in his like homemade suit? If we had Miles in like his little hoodie with his like you know Jordans on, that would be that would just be the Miles is thing in ever. the universe. He's in universe. Well, yeah, we, we know his the uncle. two of them swinging so. around and and like you know with with Matt Murdock. Oh, that'd be so cute. I would love it. Yeah. I, I would they're missing an opportunity not to be like to use the popularity of the Miles from the animated series to then introduce in the animated series a live action Miles that can then be in like it's I think it so. makes so much sense. I agree. That would be amazing. That would be so good. I mean, and we I think see Tom Holland even go into a bodega in Homecoming. And I was like, they could totally have a moment like when they're either when they're going to campus, like you know, while uh, while Peter's trying to get his uh, GED or like just bumping yeah, into each yeah. other at a bodega yeah. and having that that like fighty tingle almost. Oh, we didn't talk about that at all. The way that they do the, the tingle in in camera in No Way Home was just phenomenal. Also, the fact that like when uh, Doctor Strange kicks him into the arcane world and his body's still reacting because of the spider sense and moving the box. That was the coolest shit. Phenomenal. That was the coolest shit All of I've that shit seen. is just great. It's so cool. When it goes into the scene and he's trying to figure out which one of the, the five uh, villains is like about to fuck shit up. It was so, the, the way that that was shot was like so claustrophobic and anxiety inducing. And then when he finally sees the green goblin hand and like calls it out, like that stuff was 10 out of 10. The best way they've ever yeah. handled that. For sure. And I think that was that was a great moment of him being in a room with everyone. Like, these are all threats to him. And he, like, yeah. can't figure out which is the actual. That was a, yeah, that's great. That's great, super great cool. editing. Uh, cinematography in this was fantastic as well. We didn't talk about that. The shot of him going through the power lines was just an incredible shot. The shot of J. Jonah yeah. Jameson on that giant screen with him very center, uh, or very little in the center. Phenomenal shot. Mm -hmm. There's just a, a t like, the, the camera thing. That was the best conversation happening on facetime i've ever seen in a film <laughs> like the way it was shot with their hands there the, and their faces usually you get like the little invisible blips or something where it like pops up and there's text messages or whatever that's 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 now old this new way that they shot in this was great 
was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just wanted to mention all that type of stuff. No, that was it was so good. I liked yeah. all that. I even liked seeing like Strange and uh, Spidey spar. I don't want to say fight because it was very clear neither of them were trying to hurt the other in the Mirrorverse. It was, that was a lot of fun too. Oh, it was great. He uses math. Like that's a classic Spider-Man yeah. thing to use math yeah. and figure that out. Can I ask a question? Just like maybe I didn't get it. Is there a reason why Spider-Man out of his own body could still react? To that was the spider sense. Yeah, the spidey sense. But, but I mean, like, so danger. that's uh, sure. But that's like a thing. I guess I was curious. Hap- like, wait, so it's it's like just uh, instinctive. It's instinctive. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. I was like, How yeah, because he he's not like that? pushing his soul out of his body. He's pushing his like consciousness out of his body. It's like almost like right. I viewed it I as confused. like a forced astral projection. Yeah, because yeah. it's his unconscious reaction. It makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those yeah. things where at the time I was like, How is, are we about to learn something crazy that, about Spider-Man? Like I just didn't know what it meant. The thing is, is that's from the comics. Is really where that scene originated from. That's like a straight up callback to the comics, or a thing that happens within a comic. So, but it was also just fucking awesome to see like there's so, so many yep. small bits throughout the film that were all great um, i also love how strange is so confused by it and that's when you remember like he doesn't actually know what all the superheroes do because he's like this shouldn't be possible like he just yeah, sounds right. annoyed. he's just pissed off dude <laughs> it like, was also like that scene where he knocks him into the mirror verse i was just like oh fuck like dr strange is not fucking around he's here's a giant train that they're just riding through the goddamn mirror verse and like now he's splitting the train and he's like he's actually trying to get this box back he was he was not like pulling his punches whatsoever he knew he had to fix to that me shit. it reminded me of when like my kitten does some stupid shit <laughs> and like you, ca- you put her in the mirror verse yeah but i'm also like we're not playing anymore you know like you yeah. get kind of <laughs> seriously it. though stop yeah. it <laughs> i get it that's, that's the vibes they gave me, especially because you can also tell he underestimates the hell out of Peter, and then that mm-hmm. bites him. Yeah, he he definitely underestimates this kid, and then is like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's like, it's interesting to watch him as a character. In the beginning, he's like, dude, we saved the world together. Like, you call me Stephen, and and he like has this respect for him, right? Don't think at that point he does underestimate him, and then he like fails to do basic things that steven would have done and he's like oh that's right you're just a kid yeah. and at that point for the rest of the movie he's like fucking kids and then at the end he sees the sacrifice he's willing to make and is like oh god damn it i it's love a, you it's a and callback I think that is like, it works throughout the entire movie it works very well it's very good yeah. yeah again this is a fantastic film yeah and i'm thrilled that it like it there was you know i isn't that such a heartbreaking line though when he says this is oh, why the- i never had kids <laughs> There's like, a lot was, of heartbreaking shit in this It was funny, but it was also like kind of sad to me because it yeah. was like, I don't know. It, it tells you so much about his, like, once again, that dichotomy where so many people were saying, well, I think Doctor Strange is going to become the new Iron Man of the MCU. Like that, when he says that, that's how you know he's not, he's not Tony yeah. Stark. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Sure. In that moment, because Tony Stark did have kids and he did have that instinct. You know, he had a bad dad. And I think that's why he wanted to be a good dad for Peter. And <laughs> I love Stephen Strange, but he does not have any of that. He's like, I didn't adopt this kid. I'm not ready for this. No. I'm not here to teach you life lessons. I'm He's not a brain Uncle surgeon. He's, he doesn't have yeah. time for that shit. Yeah. I, I'm curious you know? what you guys think of this statement and, and want you to pick holes in it. I felt like this movie 
in a in a crazy way, almost unheard of way, being three hours long, almost three hours long, and having as many characters that it did, I felt like this movie had no fat on it. It flew by. I'm, I, I yeah. like I was when never we bored. In, it was just always solid. When we were in the final fight, I was convinced I was halfway through the movie and there was more coming. And I looked at my <laughs> clock and was like, "How? What? It's been two hours." I was blown away by yeah. how fast. This yeah, movie it doesn't moved. drag. It doesn't drag. That's which I haven't had that happen for a while. Very hard. Eternals had me checking my watch. I'm not going to lie to you. I I, I think I actually put that as a mark against him when we were reviewing. I was like, if I look at my phone during the movie, that tells me like this ain't great. And that happened to me during Eternals like twice where I was like, how much of this do we have left? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's why uh, it ranks at number one. Chat was saying recency bias plays in a role into this. I think it always will, no matter what, when we review oh, a thing. For There's sure. There's no way uh, to remove that. But I still think it's number one, even without uh, that. At one, one time, long in the future, when phase four is over, I'm sure we'll have like, we'll go back all right, and, yeah, let's, let's rack it up. Um, yeah. Really quickly, just to answer a question from What a Fruit. Uh, where did the black suit come from? The black suit was the inside out version of his current suit. That's what the inside of the, the suit looks like. Green, yeah. Yeah, because well, the green, green goop on, on it. it. Oh, right. Okay, turns it inside out. I also thought that it was yeah, because it wasn't was like missing, a special suit. He was missing part of the nanotech as well that was on uh, uh, Otto's arms, right? That was also the other part of it. Or did he get that back? I forget. I forget the suit. He got it back, got back after he cured Otto. Yeah, he got it back yeah. later. But yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. All right. Uh, oh. Two hours just, because, guys... just just be clear he had two suits right like he had the one suit that was the normal suit and then he had the nanotech mm-hmm. suit and for most of the movie mm-hmm. he did not wear the nano because it was missing shit yeah and mm-hmm. the normal suit is the one he flipped inside out and he didn't wear that one most of the movie because someone threw green stuff on it that wouldn't come out mm-hmm. yeah and so that explains and he also suits. had like the dr strange imbued suit i don't know if that was a different suit it was, it was just a cup it was just like, like it was cuff. just like a yeah. yeah it was just a bracer and then uh, the homemade suit at the end, which was, you know, a, a nod yeah. to the comic, blah, blah, blah. It was the most suits in a movie since the Spider-Man game. Yeah, true. True. Uh, we've been going two hours. Do you guys want a break or should we just jump into Hawkeye? I'm okay with Hawkeye. Let's get it done. Okay. Let's do let's it. Get done. Let's, let's talk uh, Let's talk to Hawkeye. It's weird because I actually have to to think about what happened the in, the, uh, in the old Hawkeye. Uh, let me tell you what happened in hockey. Let me let me tell you what it. happened. Let's do it. It was like um, a family nonsense, and then ten minutes of a perfect scene. I'm gonna say the most perfect scene. That's pretty good in scene. a Marvel movie of Yelena and Kate just hanging out, and that was like it had the same vibe of the interview scene from Inglorious Bastards. With exactly <laughs> the kind of like charisma of that, like this Yelena charisma character. of just like, yeah. yeah, loved it. I loved, I literally have gone back and watched that scene three times. The, she does this, it. her accent oh. borders on, for me, uh, and everyone will interpret it differently. Yelena's accent borders on like being a too, I guess, fake, almost cringy, and also just being very good. And I think that's why I enjoy it so much because she'll yeah, say that's... things like when she's like, oh, it's my first time to New York or whatever. And she says it like kind of shaking or, or trembling the words a little bit. 
It's like, come the but fuck like, on. Like, I fucking hate you so much. Oh, my God. But, but like, the accent. You know what? Listen, after the way we are not going to we are not going to pick apart Florence Pugh's accent after after this. the utterly abysmal performance by Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, I to the point they made a joke about it in WandaVision. Like, Man, you're going to get oh, some, uh, some Wanda stands. It's so horrible. We're not. I think Guys, Yelena's, please direct all Wanda commentary to at that think, bronze girl. I, I Do it. My block finger is itching. I would love it. I like because like her accent was so bad they acknowledged it in the fucking universe right right at least yelena's is consistent for florence's i should say the actress is consistent for her character 100 well, percent. i don't I think it's bad it, it is, just yeah Go ahead, oh Jesse. no i still think I scarlett Johansson the did it the best i but love it uh, she's better it as is, an asian character obviously it is so <laughs> like <laughs> it is so incredibly silly because her accent has like all the hallmarks of really tropey, like '80s Russian accent. Yes, but but she does a thing where she, where she like her enunciation on certain words is clearly done for comedy, mm. and it, it it lands for me every single time. I can't explain it to you, but she's like, "Can't be a sheep," and I like am dying <laughs> hearing her talk yeah, every no, single no, time. She tells it. Funny, she's like a comic book oh, character. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't feel real. Yeah, she doesn't feel real. Like, like she feels like a character, and I like that. Yeah, she's like, "Are you done?" And she like, she's like, "I love hot sauce." Yes, like that shit. <laughs> I love it. Love unabashedly yeah. love it. It is so. It's so much fun. She chose the scenery, but yes. I like that she chose yes. the scenery. I like that. I, I think, think we needed that after, like, because. Natasha Romanoff is so like it's such a different interpretation. I think we needed a character that chooses the scenery and acknowledges the ridiculousness of I'm just the character a little like bit. This. We don't want to have to hurt you, but we will. Like that, like <laughs> yeah. it's fine. But I think in it's a comic book. Sometimes you need a character who yeah. is like fun, just fun yeah. for the sake of fun, and not just yeah. like I'm my favorite was when she guy. was like, you know, I came here unarmed, and then she's like, well, without weapons in my hands, and she's like, that's also a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she just like keeps dialing it down, and then Kate's like, "Well, you know," she's like, "If I wanted to, you know, if you wanted to kill me, I'd be dead." She's like, "Exactly." Right before, mm -hmm. as soon as I open the door, yeah, I probably wouldn't even have a chance to close it. Exactly, you know, like it's like this general idea of like, yes, if she wanted you to die, you'd be dead. And then the entire scene is very fun and very silly, and of course, then it flips on a note. It's like I'm gonna kill Hawkeye, and then she's like, "Why though?" And she's like, "How long have you know this dude?" He's like. Know, a week and I was very nice and I was like I could watch these two talk all day but just to like a little period at the end of it she's like alright well I'm gonna leave I'll see you later stay out of my way and she goes to the window backflips out the window that's her I was thing like, yeah that's her she's got her that's her move that and that like was, landing on all fours she stared her down Not all fours, she like stared her down and went like bye that yeah. shit was so good I need more of her in the mcu stat <laughs> damn we like got a yelena stand here i i'm just saying i gotta say she was my only complaint jesse is that i this is just me i feel like after her i just i feel like she made everyone else kind of look like a schmuck maybe that's just me but watching that fight from acting you mean? And, oh, and oh, echo from yeah 
What everything? I was like, after <laughs> that, going back to Echo, I was like, I'm sorry, I don't care about her anymore. Dude, like, I, I I'm so done. We are on the Yelena train now. I'm sorry. We're jumping. I don't on care a, about Echo anymore. I'm jumping on a, a, a different point here, and I know Jesse's not dumb, but I'm just gonna say it. I don't understand how Echo is supposed to carry a show. I don't. She's. I don't she's either. Got her own show, and I just don't. I don't get it. I don't like it. Someone in chat it's just that, fucking that nailed it. Someone just said Echo so feels like a CW character. And they yes. could not be. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. That is like, a perfect Yelena is like statement. dripping. She like that. All of her scenes were just dripping with like personality and character and all this stuff. And then we go into echo scene and it, I was like, I don't know if it was the writing or what, but I was like, I don't care about the character. I'm sorry. I think the, like, I think I, the difference is the, you're, you're absolutely right. Elena again. I'm, a, I'm, I'm going, <laughs> this is my ship. I'm, I'm standing, Yelena, till I die. However, um, I think it's interesting that the episode where we meet Echo, the Echo-centric episode, I actually really liked. I thought that was done really well. The, the, the story episode of her three and her, like, whatever. the dude who raised her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought that was very yeah. good. Are you talking about I the think... opening scene where they show, like, yeah, she yeah, can't yeah. go into think... school? Yeah. yeah. No, that was really and good. I think there's a lot of that, that if the Echo show is a more character piece about her and we can even say about maybe the relationship between her and wilson and then like now that she's like i hate this dude because i think that's exactly where we're going yeah she's gonna be like this oh i hate kingpin like if we could get that sort of because i feel like i would like to see d'onofrio act like versus her i think that'd be fun but you're absolutely correct this going from the kate bishop like Yelena scene and they're just eating. They're just talking. Yeah, there's nothing to like happening. Clint having a fight, and the fight is like, all right, okay. The fight's <laughs> like, good. I thought right. the fight was fine, but but like it's it, you know the, it's the stakes for some reason. I was just like, I if I could have had a whole episode of just the two of them talking. That's how much I enjoyed that scene. Yeah, I loved. Good. I yeah, loved it. There is a disconnect in the final scene for me, especially like when he's like, you know, shows her his face. He said, I want you to see my face. But if you ever come after my family, I'll kill you. I was just like, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. For I, me, there was like a disconnect where I was like, I don't understand what. the. I thought the scene was fine, but I felt like it felt off, not from uh, Clint's point of view. It was just the fact that like echoes never felt like a threat in this series yeah. to me and so like the sure. fact that he's straight up just being like don't come after my family or i'll fucking kill you it's like what is she gonna do what is she gonna do <laughs> and the scene before that he's taught i believe it's the scene before that he's talking to his wife yeah and they established Which that like fan- i like that scene. worried that the i two love of them that are scene. great the two i love great. that yeah, scene was amazing great. that yeah. scene was brilliant and they established that he's not really worried about echo he's worried about fisk He's, he says in yes. that scene, yeah. I, if I don't wrap this up, I'm worried that her boss will get involved, right? But then he goes after her and he says, like, don't come after me. And also, I'm like, why wouldn't you open with the bit about her boss being a piece of shit? Like, I would not save sure. that info for the end. I feel like I would open that where I'd be like, listen, that's you and the, I have a mutual problem. It's, it's going to be what happens. Like, yeah, they're going to turn against them like, 100%. Some, that's what I mean when I say, yeah. like, I said, like I said, I like the series, but the writing in places for me personally is a little clunky. And by clunky, I mean unintuitive, where it's like, why would you say, yes, I killed your dad and then save that kingpin bit for the end? 
Like I would have opened with that and been like, listen, I'm here right. to parlay. Yeah. I'm here to talk. Let's chat. Especially like, yeah. So I like that he proved to her that he was Ronan by fighting her in the Ronan suit because she might have not believed him. That's a thing. Mm. But I I do feel like him saying, don't come after me or my family. I was like, I don't I don't think she was going to come after your family. I don't think you need to say that, Clint. (laughs) Yeah, like it it felt weird to me where he's like, because I'll kill you. I was like, I, I, (laughs) this seems out of character. You should like, but then him finally getting to the info drop of like, by the way, there was an informant on your side that sent me there that day. And it was, it was Wilson Fisk. That part made sense to me. And it feels like the reason they wrote that so weird is because they wanted to hold off on the Fisk reveal. Here's the thing. We all knew, I think. So right. that yeah. being their yeah. big bad reveal. And I think that's my kind of main complaint with the series. Is we clocked from episode one. And knew for sure by episode two. That like Eleanor Bishop was a bad guy. But then it's like. Her face and being like. What? And she's giving the phone. I'm like. We, we've been new. Like we. Yeah. <laughs> like we. Yeah. I, I, I think, think, but, but I think it was most also, of us knew. So. Yeah. This was also wish fulfillment that ended up happening, unlike everyone on the internet. I think we all forget that everyone on the internet, we even made fun of it during WandaVision, was like, this is Mephisto, dog. 100% Mephisto. <laughs> From episode two, people were like, it's Mephisto, it's y'all. Be Mephisto, and, then, like, and then even in the episode where they're like, flies, they're like, oh, Mephisto, Lord of Flies. Come on, easy. We got the, like, I think we just lucked out on our wish fulfillment here. But with that said, um, Echo is very reminiscent of the Flag Smashers. A yeah. thing added that I don't think needed to be there to tell the story. And is like a threat if, that, like, the Flag Smashers exist to start the story. But then from that point on, from the start, they no longer matter. Well, and I think Echo exists to start the story. And then that point is no longer the main, like, threat. 100%. And it doesn't matter and it, anymore. And she gets overpowered by the fact that she's related. She is the connection to Kingpin. And Kingpin is like, you know, breaking the internet type shit and people are going to yeah. be like, Oh, okay. Well now here's a giant. I'm sure the next episode will focus uh, some on Kingpin, but it's going to probably heavily revolve around echo to some degree. Cause it's got to start her for speak- a new show. Speaking of the, of echo and the flag smashers. I uh, remember seeing during the episode where uh, I think we all forgot this because the flag smashers were forgettable, but their <laughs> masks were black and had a red, blood palm print on them yeah and when echo gets blood put on her face people i remember seeing people be like is she a flag smasher i was like oh no oh no that's Marvel. a that's a callback to her costume in the comics I oh think. i'm aware yeah because she has yeah, a white it's they, white there's yeah but there's overlapping there you know yeah yeah it's My like not well thought out, out between that, shows like, echo did have a list of like barton's yeah. kids in their ages 100 percent. but what is but e- like pose that exactly i think her what point is she isn't actually that, like, going to do <laughs> she doesn't pose you know. a credible threat we haven't you know? seen her do anything yeah. that actually exudes real violence and at that point in time that that list is there she doesn't even know that clint is ronin right right she might have an inkling but she doesn't actually know so i don't think that like even if she did have a list of his kids and his ages and she was going to kill them she's not spooky enough i think for us to be like oh no echo's coming after your kids like like i'm actually I think, gonna and, look up and here's the thing here's the thing narratively narratively clint barton agrees with me because he specifically says in his phone call to his wife 
that he's worried about her boss, not about her. Check and right. Like He makes it very clear that even he does not really perceive Echo as a threat in the phone call prior to that. He's worried about her boss getting involved. He wants, See, to, he wants is, to head this off before he gets before Kingpin gets involved. She's the lead of a future series, so there's no way they're going to make her do anything even remotely interesting that would affect her being seen differently than a hero in a new series. Maybe so. Like they, yeah. they just, um, she has to she she has to be a clean slate going in. So it's kind of like, all right, here's a character that you kind of know about and uh, has a backstory and isn't going to do anything. See you in their series. And I think that you're you're right. It makes her kind of bland, and you're like, well, how the hell is this character going to take on a whole series when just showing up in this, she's not doing anything. So I, this is actually fascinating to me. Has the show actually showed what Echo's powers are? Because I'm reading the wiki no. from her comic. The show is like doing her dirty. Like she's actually a fuck. This is uh, from the wiki page uh, of what her act. And maybe this is going to what happens in episode six. Um, it says Maya Lopez is an Olympic level athlete possessing photographic reflexes or the uncanny ability to perfectly copy other people's movements. Similar, similar to that of the taskmaster. Just by wa uh, watching other people, she's become a concert level pianist. Uh, a strong martial artist, a highly skilled acrobat, a gifted ballerina. In addition, she has also gained Daredevil's acrobatic abilities and Bullseye's uncanny aim after watching tapes of their fights. Along with great potential, deafness uh, gives great drawbacks. Her absolute reliance on visual cues render her helpless in the dark. Uh, kind of just goes on to basically say that I she's like, like they unbelievably hint strong. And we, I, we never got that. Well, they, no, they, they hint. I feel like they hinted at it in her first episode. Because they show um, they show that one kid whooping this other kid's ass and you see like this weird uh, zoom in as she's like watching his feet in mm. the martial arts scene. They, I, I feel like they hinted at it. So it oh, could be course. that the reason yeah. she's so weak is because she hasn't fought somebody that's that good yet. Right. Like Maybe. she hasn't like because because Clint is good at a lot of things, but he's not a famous martial artist. Right. Like if it's she had fought, yeah. yeah, if she, if she fought somebody like a uh, taskmaster or like, you know, daredevil or like bullseye, then she would pick up or even uh, Natasha, well, she right? like fight if she would fight black widow. So, yeah, so we, we uh, might see, I'm going to, I'm curious to see if they show her learning that. pull out like a, a black widow move at the last episode. I'm very curious. Cause you know how like they do a lot of those flippy leg lock, like, moves i'm wondering if we're gonna see her pull something like that out because that i feel like that martial arts scene when she's a little girl i i feel like they were trying to plant that seed of like she's she badass. watched this kid <laughs> beat this other kid yeah. and then she's so much smaller than him and she kind of like i feel like she learned like how he moves and then copied that yeah maybe that, so that the way they set it up though is not that she has a special power or the ability to copy people. What they set up was her caregiver, her her father figure, taught her to watch people because that's how she has to get by in a world where he can't afford to send her to a, like an all deaf school, or he can't like mm -hmm. he's, he's she's cheesing her way through life by looking at what people choose not to look at or what people ignore. She's hyper focusing on all that stuff, and so she can read some lips. She can see the way people fight and like use that against them, but it isn't a power. They just like really focused on like, she's very observant, which I guess, <laughs> it, like, yeah. I don't know. It's, she, it's I mean, on. she did push a man through. I think she pushed Clint through a wall at one point, or at least out a window when they were fighting in that warehouse. 
Oh but yeah, look, that was the window. That, that was through the the window of the office. I don't know that means that she's like super strong. It's just like she didn't have super I'm strength very... or anything. So yeah. So we'll see. I think you're. I do think they've I feel done. Like there was disservice. a couple of scenes where she caught the sword on her shin too, and I had that moment where I was like, "Does that mean Clint was like would have chopped off her leg if she was?" Because <laughs> she has a prosthetic. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, there's there's a moment there where I was like, I feel like I saw a frame. Maybe I mistook it where she like caught the sword or deflected the sword with her shin. And I was like, <laughs> I had this moment where I was like, did he remember that she that she has a metal leg or was he? Look, Clint's uh, Clint sometimes goes a little red and just loses his mind. Maybe and, he uh, remembers. <laughs> it did not seem like he was pulling his punches with that sword where i was like you're lucky she's got some some metal bits otherwise there would be this would be a very different scene yeah, yeah for sure um a couple other things that i liked from the episode i loved the arrow that was just served to use a note to send a note i thought that was real stupid <laughs> i thought it was really really good i liked it a lot uh, we skipped over. Jesse was so excited about the uh, the macaroni scene that we skipped over the blip so in the beginning. It was a great blip moment. I um, love that was very cool. It too. was it was probably the best yeah. one that we've seen so far. Um, I loved how they changed the wallpaper as she was like coming back mm -hmm. from the blip. Uh, that was mm -hmm. really fucking cool. Um, and yeah. it also explains a lot uh, in terms of what happened in the actual MCU to the Yelena character and why she wasn't there, et cetera. I also love that they went to go free a widow and she, they hit her with the gas and she was like, what, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> you ruined my rug. Like, <laughs> you love to be. I love that, like, that like, she was just like, I married this dude. I'm like really happy. I was like, this is great. Yeah. There's something about this that's like super interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, here's, I will say, even though none of the episodes have been perfect, episode to episode with this series, it's only gotten better. 100%. And I think that's like I feel like that's a a unique thing for this this that the TV show versions where I feel like again, this is probably goes back to the idea that this definitely was at one point it was a movie definitely a movie cut up it was a hundred percent yeah because a movie. yeah it's only getting better over time and I appreciate that like it makes me appreciate the earlier episodes more as it gets better but also it makes you again go back and look at other characters like Echo and be like what what are you even what doing, are you doing in this show. It, it makes me think. I feel like there's a lot of filler. I think that's my main complaint with the show is that there's scenes that it feels like they they wedge them in because they don't make that much sense to me. Or maybe it's because I saw what was happening come from like a mile away. But even that no. weird scene, like all those scenes between Kate Bishop and her mom just feel awkward. I do not believe that that's mother and daughter you are, at you all. Are 200% correct. Again, this feels like a two-hour movie. That yeah. they were when like, old boy got so fucking arrested, Jesse, were you also like, what? And she was like, you were right, Kate. And Sloan Enterprises was by him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I tell and you, he's when he like, got arrested, I'm sure this I, is, I would have also called the police. Uh, I'm sure this I is I loved him even more. I don't even care what anyone says. Holiday party. <laughs> when <laughs> he got arrested and said that, he was like, it's, all, it's yeah. a terrible mistake. I was like, I actually enjoy this character. At first, I thought he was I a big goober, him, but I love him. But her reaction yeah. of like, you were right, Kate. I was like, well, okay, so we're 100% sure on this being the villain, right? Like, no, 100%. She's yeah, so she's, obviously yeah. the villain. She's so obviously Which is, the villain. It's also weird because the actress, uh, is it Vera Farmigo, I think is how you say her name? 
She's actually like a very, very she's good actress. She's an amazing actor. And so I don't well, know like why she's not, that. That's like, direction. She's not I a mean, bad actor in the show. He's sinister. <laughs> yeah, it just comes off like so weird. You're yeah, she's not a bad right. actor in the show. It's just that like the scenes they put her in are insane. Like, like and Bronze, I think you're totally right. I think the idea is like they had a movie that was two hours. They split it into six episodes and then we're like, okay, but each one has to be 40 minutes. So let's like add stuff. Yeah. And it feels like there's a skeleton of like, oh, this is a great Christmas movie. Like a diehard esque Christmas movie. But we got Disney Plus now, like, and we need six weeks add of other bits of show. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. we're going to exactly put in Kingpin like. the same week that Charlie Cox gets announced as Daredevil and he's in the Spider Man movie, and we'll have some brand synergy. Yeah. 100%. They, you know what? And they did it in like the, the, the stankiest way possible where they <laughs> knew what they were doing. They were like, we're not going to actually put Kingpin. We're just going to show a photo. Then you're going to get Charlie Cox, and then yeah. Kingpin's going to be in the show. No, that's like, what that's, is that's like, you say stanky, I say smart. I'm not going to lie. That's I hate, great, it. I hate that business. it was a fucking photo. I'm going to say it. I hate, I hate it was a photo that it was too. a fucking Agreed. photo. Give me a phone call. Give me a oh, something. You'll get give him me next a, week. You'll get him in two days. Give me a Thanos-style turning around in a chair. A photo. No. And the big drop is like, but Eleanor Bishop Here's is in that thing. photo. Here's we the thing. Knew. Let me we tell knew. you this. already. Let me tell you this. How excited are you to see him speak on Wednesday? Not that excited. I mean, we know he's going to be <laughs> You're there. Out your damn mind. You're out of your Come goddamn on. mind. You're out of your no, mind. Listen, we're talking about a character's on-screen reveal. It's not about excitement. It's about that on-screen reveal is so cool. And his was a photo. It kind of, it does kind of well, suck. It also, you got to, you got to remember that not everyone's seen the Netflix films or the Netflix shows. So to a lot of people, this is the first time actually seeing Kingpin. Sure, the yeah, internet but- lost their goddamn mind over it, but still, they haven't seen the Netflix shows. There's well, a reason the biggest, they were the canceled. Problem, <laughs> the biggest problem was the fact that the, the photo was so shit that I didn't, I couldn't believe that it was Vincent. I had to wait till the end credits to see his name and be like, oh, that was him. Oh, That's dude. how bad that photo was. You didn't was. catch on I with the like, Grinch playing and the giant like cutout. No, I mean like, I got it because they literally said who the character was. Sure. But I didn't, I was like, is that... Is that Vincent? And I it took to it the end credits. It seems like they were still trying name. to keep the door open for it to not be Vincent D'Onofrio. Yes, though, exactly. Like, I was like a little worried. I was like, oh, I know. You guys got to get a bigger TV. Phone quality photo. <laughs> I watched it on a huge TV on 4K. It was not great quality. For me, I, was I saw like, okay. I was like, oh, that's Vincent. 100%. No way. That's because we're looking it. for Vincent. Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe so. I was expecting them to do another, like, it's actually ralph you know I <laughs> that's why like, I was it's so... the juggernaut oh no he's the big bad <laughs> i think that's why i was so annoyed by that scene where uh the sword dude gets arrested yeah because in my in my brain i thought this there was going to be a moment where where vincent joffrey was going to come out of the back room and put a hand on eleanor's shoulder and be like it's, it's okay. all right i'll make yeah. sure that you know I'll make sure that this is taken care of. Well, that, and that, and that Kate would make eye contact with him and we would have this moment where it's like, she doesn't know who he is. Yeah. Oh my God, that's Kingpin. I thought, I thought in my head, I was like, when they when they were taking that dude in cuffs, I was like, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. Why was this scene even in here? As literally, I, I think that's part of the reason why I hated that scene. I, I was think like, the scene exists because Kingpin's going to get him out and it's going to be like, oh yeah, I took care of that. I got him out of prison. That's the whole reason worry. why that scene was there. It'll be all right. We'll get this one soon, my love. What? I love him. I that, love. That's him. the worst. I love Jack Kingpin. <laughs> no, that was Jack. Oh, oh that was Jack. That's Uncle Jack. I was, to say, I was like, what the? I love fuck? Jack. I love. I love him unabashedly. What a just fun. Again, 
I think I've started to just fall in love with fun characters. Just like, I think crazy I'm over characters. Marvel characters being like super like my name is Slayer Man and I'm yeah. a slayer of men. I'm like, no, nah, what if it was instead like imagine him and Yelena in a scene together, just all full on accents, full on <laughs> over the top. I would be like this is the best thing I've ever seen. Give me some uh speaking of uh Russian accents, give me some of what's his name? The Red Patriot. Get him in here. Talk about crazy yeah. characters. <laughs> she even mentions her dad, yeah, which she means he's still him. around. He's still around. Yeah. I, I want to see more of him. Get 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 him at interacting with fucking uh, Andrew Garfield or some shit. I guess he already dealt with uh, the rhino, so maybe he already had a crazy... Rhino was Russian, right? I think he was. I mean, yeah, kind of. He was kind of. He was whatever the hell he was. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, Peter Parker! Oh, Look, Paul Giamatti's amazing, but why he was cast in that role is beyond. Oh my god, I forgot that was Paul Giamatti. It's Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti's great, but not in that role. I what don't know the what they were thinking. Fuck. Yeah. Wait, who's the bad? Is it is it Rhino and Lizard again in Amazing Spider-Man Two? No, 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 no. Uh, it's it's oh, it's it's Rhino uh, Electro. Yeah. The problem. Look, let me just remind you. The character movie the, once. like. The guy, oh, I've only seen it once too, but I can't forget it. The <laughs> character who becomes Rhino is not Rhino at all during the movie until the last two minutes when he's the villain that shows up and then they like go to punch each other and it cuts to credits. That is that is like the hey, we'll see you in the third movie, and there was no third movie. Oh, no I don't remember that, that shit. at all. Yeah, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, that's what happens. You got me worried that's not what happened, but I'm pretty sure the end of that movie is he shows up on the street and he's like, and then they like run at each other, and that's it, and that's how the movie ends. I don't that, remember that. There is no actual Rhino in the film at all. I don't it recall. is it is Electro who is upset that Peter Parker didn't go to his birthday party. I think is what the pro, the premise of that movie is. Yeah, and uh, Chad's and saying then, that's what happens. Holy shit, I don't recall. And then that Harry at all. Osborn is like the lamest vil- like who plays harry osborne not- i need to go watch this uh, movie the, again the, i forgot everything from the it. dude from like something of a thousand planets that actor whatever that guy's name is he's because uh, norman osborne spends the entire movie in bed with like green flakes on his face <laughs> he's like i'm the green <laughs> no, goblin doesn't. but i don't do anything it is <laughs> I gotta a go terrible watch movie this. i gotta go watch this Again, let me say it again andrew garfield is not the problem (laughs) with the amazing spider-man movies (laughs) it is every like casting is shit the story is shit okay the villains they chose are garbage the story of the villains is garbage the like goblin story arc makes no fucking sense and all it is (laughs) it exists to at the end of one of like a post-credit scene i think maybe they show all of like the machine bits that are going to be used to make the Sinister Six, and that shit doesn't go anywhere. It is bad. <laughs> it is bad. I'm gonna have to watch that this Oof. holiday season. We're going back. Oof. We're going back. Oof. You're gonna regret it. I'm gonna let you know. You're gonna be like, no, I I'll enjoy Garfield. I, I enjoyed uh, Andrew Garfield the first time I watched those films. He was definitely the best part for me. Uh, anyways, uh, Hawkeye predictions. What do we think? Episode six has and so I think full Kingpin reveal obviously has to happen. Sure. I think I think we're going to get a character moment for Echo of why she's interesting and what she can actually bring to a show. She has to have that. Because if they announce she has her own show, that thing's going to be dead in the fucking water. Unless they announce like, oh yeah, uh, they're going to team up with Spider-Man or some shit. (laughs) Or Daredevil's going to be in here. Something like that. 
That's how they get people to watch that show. Because I don't think going to be with Echo right now. The, it's going to be an hour long, and 50 minutes of it is going to be an action scene. I'm letting you know right now. This is Wait, the end of a movie. an hour long? I don't know. But I'm going to say, like, I I'm going to guess. It's it, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, whatever the case may be. Like, I don't know. 10% of whatever we're getting is going to be, like, we should have a talk. What? Everything else is going to be an action film. Do you Watch think that they would put Daredevil in it? No. You don't think he has any reason no. just to like pop up? It's too much like No, nope, too much. Too much takeaway. It, this is this is gonna be an introduction to you know Fisk as like an entity in the world. I don't think he's gonna be a big thing in it. It's gonna be about them trying to, you know, like Kate's gonna have to deal with her mom being a problem. It's forty and, minutes, by uh, the way. Forty minute episode. Great. This is literally an action film. This <laughs> is this is it's gonna be th- I, all right, thirty minutes of an action movie. It's going to be more like the the car chase. Well, okay. Here, here's. I mean, if we think about it logically, they have to get Yelena to help them, right? She is she gone or does she come back in episode? No, six? I think we're going to have the forty. I agree with Jesse. It's going to be forty minutes of action, and a lot of it's going to be Yelena. Please listen to me. No, he killed my sister. No, Yelena. Yeah, we can't please, just like you start. don't understand. Wilson <laughs> Fisk is using you. Oh! We can't start the episode being with like, the fight, though. Shh, shh. Like, it's going to be like that type of thing. And well, I, feel it's like be Yelena, like, I feel like what they If only everyone like, would Yel- stop for two seconds and listen, then maybe this could be resolved. But it won't because that's not going to well, happen. I think, I think the whole Yelena Echo storyline is they're both going to realize that Kingpin's a piece of shit. Like, you know, because even yeah. right away. Sends her the text message right away. Because she okay. sends at the end of the episode, she sends a text message that's like, this is who hired me. And it's like, oh, it's it's your literal mom and this villain. Right. And I think that that's going to be like, you know, that's an easy jumping off point because they have the text message and they can go to Yelena and be like, let's work this shit Clint. out now. Yeah. What yeah. What's the, I guess, then the next question is. Do you think do Yelena we think Clint is gonna die? Yeah. Does Yelena kill Clint? No. You think she gets the last close? scene is Clint? The last scene is Clint literally walking in for Christmas. With Jesse singing the song. What song is it? What Christmas song? I'll be home for Christmas. That would be sweet. That would be very sweet. I was gonna say uh it's the most wonderful time of the year, but that song's already been played at least two times. That might be the so, song though, because they have the rights to it already. It's true could be but uh it 100% he comes in you know what what is the song what if instead they use the it's a wonderful life theme when he's like hi movie house and he like sees all his kids at the end oh. and they like hug look all i'm saying is you're 100% going to like he's he's fine and be silent he's fine. that works too if, yeah. it, if it's a somber like, if something somber happens it will be like a silent night or something like that like I think what, what if works uh, too because he's he literally like imagine oh my god imagine silent night being like he finally gets to rest and they play silent night and then he pulls out his uh hearing aid and it just goes completely silent and that's all the other i would be like oh not bad art so let me ask you this then does anyone die no his Uh, mom gets arrested she she has to deal with the repercussions of 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 like her mom getting arrested and jack is the person who now controls the estate (laughs) watch it happen Could watch be. it happen i think kate ends or, up at christmas with the bishops or w- with not with the bishops with uh clint's family 
the Hawkeyes. That'd be cute. I think that's how that's gonna. Th- guys, this is Kate Bishop. She's gonna be spending Christmas with us. Blah blah blah. And then the 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 wife is you know the nice person. The kids are like, what the fuck, Dad? Like, who the fuck is this type deal? Oh, uh, I guess Kate would inherit everything, and she would become the like Batman. Could be. Because mm-hmm. um, Jack isn't married to. Right, I forgot they aren't married yet. Yeah, but I, I think that's weird. Never mind. I was to say like it'd be fun if like Jack was a character, but like no, that's weird. I don't, Jack the guy who's gonna marry your mom though. stays around. He's definitely that's, the it's, swordsman. It's weird though. He's definitely a swordsman, right? Like, there's no way he's not. He runs the company, right? Uh, maybe they're, I feel like maybe. they're trying to pull a um, Zemo and make him just more likable and give him more give him more personality because he uh, the, the concept of the character is boring right but yeah. then like i feel like they've done such a good job of like in- making them interesting via like personality and character building mm-hmm. and i will say like jack has been on a trajectory to where i do think we will see him again and i think again. he's going to be kind of a ge- gray character but i think uh, eleanor i think her name is eleanor yeah i think eleanor bishop's out of the picture i think like she's going to be in jail for majority of everything and then maybe we'll see her at some point in the that, future that or she does the whole like uh criminal thing and becomes like a underground villain like king kingpin's right hand lady or something maybe right but don't we already have that for um the carter girl what what broker oh yeah similar to that no, 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 no. The um, I cannot. I literally can't think of her name. Um, Sharon Carter. Sharon oh, Carter. Sharon, Sharon Carter. Carter. Thank oh, you. Yeah, oh. yeah. Isn't that I like know, very I mean, maybe. similar I to think, that? I think I she's more that. on like a global scale than like a street level scale. But I do think this is all a giant setup for Armor Wars, and I think that's what the watch is. That uh, yeah, the they, watch hasn't come up yet again. The watch is one hundred percent an Armor Wars thing. I think that ends mm. up in Julia Louis Dreyfus's hands at the end of it. Somehow, uh, maybe Yelena steals it or something and gives it to Julia uh, Louis Dreyfus. That's how that. I think happens. that's how that story ends. Is she ends up back with her? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And then she says like, "Did you kill Clint or something?" And something happens there. I don't. I don't know. Like, I guess if she gets told that like what actually happened, maybe she gets upset at Julia Louis Dreyfus. I don't know. I think maybe it'll be one of those things where it's like, you know, don't like he won't be a threat anymore. And then cut to him like walking in the door of in his home dinner. and he's like, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, that's done. probably, I you bet know? you that's a good, that's good. And maybe this, what, what if this last time we ever see Hawkeye, do you think this, do you think he shows up again? I think it's I, I, maybe for like, uh, I'm here to help you, Kate, but I think he's like out. I think he's done. I think they're trying to phase him out because hasn't he passed the been, torch? Hasn't, well, hasn't he gotten in trouble with some stuff? I mean, he's had some like jank ass opinions, but look, they're still making, you know, the Let's Black see. Panther movie, and like, no, doesn't you know, he have a physical there. abuse charge? Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know. Uh, Jer- Jeremy Renner. I couldn't believe. It. I couldn't remember I, his name. I thought. I don't I think he does. there was some hubbub about. I'll look it up. I could have swore there was some hubbub about. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, ex-wife Sony Pacheco, who claims she's a victim of the actor's abusive ways in a 2019 report from TMZ. So I don't know how a, reputable it ago. is. 
Pacheco claimed that the actor threatened to kill her and even put a gun in her mouth amid their custody battle. So I, I obviously this is all alleged, but I feel I, I just assumed they were going to set it up to where they don't have to bring him back if they don't need to. Yeah, it's definitely not a. Um, I just remember seeing something on Twitter about it where they, it was like uh, Jeremy Renner is over was like trending or whatever. Kind of the same thing with like the Johnny Depp situation, like information it spreads misinformation spreads as fast as information now so like controversy is enough to get a company to like not want to associate with you anymore even if you like clear your name i mean i, found I don't quote. know it says uh this is november 18th this was when this came out we're straight up reading reading page com. uh jeremy renner is brushing off his ex-wife sony pacheco's damning claims that he once threatened to kill her Quote, I don't respond publicly or privately to nonsense. The Hawkeye star uh, told Men's Health in an interview published Wednesday. It only empowers it. If you respond to it, you give it gas. I don't feel shit fires. I just don't do it. I refuse to. That's all he said. Mm. So, yeah, Disney might be saying like, all right, well, we're going to move forward and get away from that for a little while. Uh, it could be true. But I also don't know, like, I don't think Kate is ready just to take up the mantle of Hawkeye right away. I feel like that seems a little sudden. Uh, yeah, no, he'll he'll be around, but I think the focus moving forward is on a younger actor who can carry stuff. In. Again, most of what we're going to get is like the next 10 years, right? Yeah. And so they're going to start phasing out people like, like, oh, our Thor, goodbye, Thor, you know, like that kind of stuff. Jesse, you want some, I don't think he's going to get phased out only because I think he's going to play that role till the end of time. But I you mean, want chaos, he wants Jesse? To, and I'm here for it. Here's yeah. chaos. You get Elena, you get Kate Bishop, and you get oh. Tom Holland as Spider-Man in the same room. Great. Absolute chaos. Absolute fucking Zoomer that's, chaos that, right there. That sounds, you know what? <laughs> Look, welcome to getting old. Everyone's a Zoomer now. It's true. Every, everyone in a the movie, there's going to be a moment where literally today on Twitter, there was a, <laughs> a trend going on where they were comparing two sets oh, Falcon, of, you're right. of, of young women uh i recognize one of them being famous for something but uh, uh oh one of them was zendaya but like the other three <laughs> it was two sets of women i recognize and they're both from, from like nickelodeon or something. disney shows or something all i know is it was all these people fighting over which pair was better and i realized i had no idea which either pair was i had no idea and i was like well yeah oh that's, like the that's fan where castings I'm at now. for for black cat and gwen stacy no, I think no, this was no, just no. in general from like the child actor. Yeah, this is just like people oh. from Disney shows, and they're clearly I recognize them as existing. I don't know who these people are, but I like know of them. Yeah. And it's people literally just does Jesse know who Olivia Rodrigo is? Only in that she's been forced down my uh, ears for the last. Have you like, heard the year. radio? I don't know. I don't know who <laughs> but, that is. You know who that is. Even know people is listen that... to radio. Yes. Olivia Rodrigo just remade a song that was made. Do you not have Bluetooth in your car? <laughs> Ten I... years ago. Even if you have, sp I mean, I guess unless you're like very targeted in your music, then you probably don't know who Olivia Rodrigo is. So. All you need to know is, Playlist, is maybe. she's everywhere. It is, it is very famous people that uh, I don't immediately recognize is all I'm saying, mm -hmm. which is the curse of every single person on planet Earth. There'll become a time when people are into things when you're like, it's the kids who are wrong. It's going to happen. It's going to happen to everyone. Oh, I'm happy I live Enjoy. in a bubble. I'm happy. I'm like blissful. 
I mean, Olivia, you've always Olivia, been that way, though. That Olivia like Rodrigo is not bad music. He's, I mean, oh, I'm sure she's bad. not. I just refuse <laughs> to believe there's someone prettier than Zendaya. That's the <laughs> you guys smoking crack. God. Have you seen her? Understood. Understood. Like, I'm just saying, crack off the streets. People are out here like, oh, good for Tom Zendaya. Fucking Zendaya. Do you have eyes? Also, can we talk about? Look, I'm not a short dude, but to all my short dudes out there, thank God Tom Holland is like, yeah, good for Tom. He's repping hard. He is like literally when they ask him like, "What's it like dating Zendaya, who's taller than you?" and he's like, "Shut up, that's dumb." And I'm like, <laughs> "Get him, it is Tom. Dumb. It is. It is. You're right. It is dumb. Listen, it is I'm dumb. A, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep it a hundred here. Oh, if Stephen Strange looks me in my eyes and said. You could save the universe, but Zendaya will forget that she fell in love with you. You were going to have to court her again. I'd be like, bye, universe. <laughs> you wouldn't get the chance. I don't. Th- have what? you seen the way she looks at him? Have you seen the way she looks at him? And especially when they kiss each other goodbye. You're going to give that. I would have been like, never mind, strange. I changed my mind. Did you Take also back. notice how they they make sure that they actually can't get a kiss in? Just interrupted the entire movie until that last kiss to make it more impactful. It's fucking Did great. Did you it's great story recognize? Look, great story all you need to know is that last kiss, that broke my heart. Zendaya when he walked into that coffee shop and she, I was like, I would be like going back to Steven Strange. Undo it. Undo it. <laughs> I need MJ to love me. You undo I'm that shit Spider-Man, right now. I'm Spider-Man, you motherfucker. Let me in there. <laughs> you you want Zendaya to look at you the way she looks at, at Tom Holland. But what I want is Tom Holland to look at me the way he looks at the Watch Mojo lady. Because that interview is hilarious. <laughs> Wait, what? Have you seen that shit? No. Yes. What the fuck? Yes, yes, it's, yes. It's there's so... an interview with it's the it's the three of them. And the lady from Watch Mojo walks in. And they lose their minds, and Zendaya is watching them like, "What, what? the shit?" It's hilarious. They're like, "Say the line." She's like, "You're watching. Watch about it." And, and they're like, "Ah!" It is hilarious. I want that. I want that relationship. I want the Tom Holland Wait, who I'm, loves I'm me seeing, as much as he loves Watch Mojo. That I'm seeing so this funny. without audio. What is Watch Mojo? It's like a YouTube channel yeah, that YouTube literally channel. just does top ten lists, pretty much. Oh, and they have a voiceover some lady. Of, some of them are like so bad they're hilarious where it'll yeah. be like watch mojos they're losing like, their mind they'll, they'll have, they'll have watch some mojo is just like synonymous time. with like they put it on airplanes they put it in the back of taxi cabs huh. it is straight up just like a thing is it a that youtube exists channel originally yes it is it is imagine the most bland content you can think of but it's so packageable because it's literally just like watch mojo's top five dumb movie trivia like that kind of thing and so it's like super packageable and marketable wow. but it is the blandest content you will ever see and the fact that they like are hype as shit for the woman who's interviewing them because she does the voice for watch mojo cracks me yeah, up no i'm, I'm watching them love lose it. their shit it's on watch yeah, uh, watch mojo uh dutch dutchland Dude, however you say that it says tom holland Witchland? Yeah, for Watch Mojo. Yeah, it's so clip. good. That clip is <clears throat> so funny. They cannot believe it's her. Okay. I love that. Okay. I got to I got to add one more thing about Spider-Man. Let's Can do we it. just acknowledge yeah. that this movie fit all this in and still managed to have three great flash scenes? Cuz that dude fucking cracks me up. So, did and you notice the title of the was, book, by the way? No, what was the title of the book? 
title of the book that Flash wrote, Flashpoint. Yeah, I love that. That was I awesome. Actually didn't that was ca- I actually did I saw that, that and I started laughing and every- I was just like, fuck, everyone. No one knows why I'm laughing, but I'm just going to laugh because that's hilarious. <laughs> that's like, yeah, I, that's just fucking that stupid. douchey character being like, MIT. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, the best that, part about that entire I, Flash storyline. I died. I was like, I, God bless this fucker. He's such an asshole. He's such a, a likable <laughs> asshole. And yet I'm still in here fucking dying. When he comes in with his hoodie, he already bought the hoodie. He's like, <laughs> M-I-T. I was like, this bitch. Yeah. This the, bitch. The, the best part is that he won. He got what he wanted. He got Spider-Man to say, I'm, I'm your, your friend. friend. Yeah. And then. Mm-hmm. Everyone's memory was wiped, so it didn't matter in the didn't end, matter. which is yeah. such a great yeah. way to screw him over. And like, yeah. I love it, yeah. love it to death. Also, the uh, the, if we're talking like smaller characters, uh, when he first walks back into the school and we get the gym teacher, is Hannibal Rest, who's the fucking conspiracy theorist. We get the teacher who's like a giant Spider Man fan, and we get the principal who's just like trying to deal with a fucking super awkward situation. Yo, that shit. <laughs> he calls him sir, like dude, gives him a salute and stuff. It's great, man. That so dude good. was the funniest dude in the whole movie. That's like Mysterio was right. That dude. <laughs> yes. That's Hannibal Buress, That man. dude was. He deserves an award for how he's sitting there. He's just muttering because that's what like he doesn't even like. He's not even. He's like Mysterio was right. Yeah. <laughs> so funny it's hilarious yeah they, like they, just muttering uh, god anytime any character was on screen they were hilarious and the writing was great even if it wasn't impactful it was the smallest part of the world they were still great mm-hmm. did you notice in the very 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 beginning when spider-man swings down to like pick up zendaya the lady like throws herself at spider-man and when she runs into him, she goes, oh, my God, Spider-Man hit me. Oh, my God, did someone yes, hit that on with camera? Her phone out. <laughs> yeah, with her phone out. It's like, oh that's God. exactly how that would go. It was exactly I, on point. And so then, good. like, the stand culture, like, where people, there's, like, half the crowd hates Spider-Man. The other crowd loves him. And then there's that one person that's like, we love you, MJ! Yeah. And they have, like, a yes. t-shirt yeah. of, 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 like, MJ's face. Got just, me. like. It's like unofficial. Uh, yo, that shit was hilarious. Yeah, man. That shit was Great. hilarious. We love you, MJ. Then he asked, are you going like, to have a spider babies? Wasn't that his next Yeah, line? you going to have yeah. a spider babies? I, oh I need to know that the casting agent, the person who cast that actor, nailed <laughs> that guy. <laughs> I love you, MJ. Was so funny. Oh my god! Yes. Oh my god! That Someone was great Jesse saying that guy is Zendaya's manager. Please really? tell me true? that's true. Oh Please tell me that's. True. I'm gonna look it up. That is the most hilarious shit I've. Like no, oh that dude my killed god. it. That dude killed that it. We love so <laughs> I loved him. I loved him. He was hilarious. That was with so his good. stupid shirt that he clearly made himself. Oh my god! I mean, she's got three agents, so maybe Mark, Josh, this and Bradley. This be manager, not agent. This be a manager. Oh, manager is Jesse something or other. So Jesse with Close. an I E with an I E. Sorry, son of a bitch. Uh, which could be the case. Yeah, it's oh her assistant. God. I mean, this doesn't list who her is. Uh, this doesn't booking agent dot or booking agent info dot com does not list her agent or her assistant. Sorry. Yeah. Oh. So. Um, I think I found it. Google search. Is this, tr- is this the person? 
Uh, he, he was. Oh, uh, I think he had, like, it some is curly hair, long hair, something like that. Zendaya's assistant is named Darnell Appling, and uh, if you just yeah, the photos of them together. Oh, that's one hundred percent. Holy, him. it's one hundred percent him. Yeah, that's so funny. This dude, I love this dude. <laughs> love. That's great. What a that's gr- so I'm cute. So- Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love yeah. how there's Google so many pictures of them just chilling. How cute is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was him, hundred percent. Yeah, that's yeah. so great. I no wonder he sold that so well then, because <laughs> oh, he yeah. was just hamming it up. <laughs> Could you imagine having a role like that as uh, an actor's <laughs> assistant? God, that's fucking sick. That's just a dream. The only roles I ever want to take in anything is like the weirdest thing that you like, give me that weird role. I will go for it. That was incredible. I love that guy. He's an inspiration casting director. I guess they didn't need one because that was perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Laughed so hard. Good stuff. All right. That's a three hour show. What's our longest show? Didn't we do a four hour one? There was one yeah, week where we... three things came out and we had to talk about it. We've had some but long you, shows. We have. You can tell we gushed about Spider-Man. I mean, it's Look, hard not when they're to. When they're winners, they're winners. What can you say? Yeah, what can you say? What can you say? I feel uh, like this one should be marked for the annals for next time when we dumpster something like Eternals and people are like, these three don't enjoy anything. Go watch this VOD. <laughs> Clearly we do. Yeah, Maybe Eternals sure. just wasn't that good, okay? We'll, uh... We'll have our final show of 2021 next week uh, on the 27th. Oh, if, is everyone here? Is, are you guys all here on the 27th before I announce this? I ain't doing nothing. I think we established I'm yeah. doing nothing. Yeah, I'm doing nothing. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Uh, we'll go through everything coming out in 2022 and talk about uh, our different thoughts for it, as well as wrap up uh, Hawkeye. Just a quick preview, though, for everything coming out in 2022. We got Doctor Strange 2, Thor in July, Black Panther in November, Miss Marvel sometime next summer, Moon Knight sometime next year, She-Hulk, What If Season 2, and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is next Christmas a year from now. So we'll jump Black into Black Panther's going to get delayed. Uh, Black Panther, will you think? Yeah, there's no way that movie's coming out by next November. Well, Next November? There's no way in hell. Never happened. They're filming in Jan. They're starting film. Not starting, but they're going to resume filming in January, and they still have to like edit and do the effects for that. We'll see. Yeah, it depends on how much Never stuff happens. they have left There's to film. I don't know. Who knows how long they were in production? Let's do some shout-outs. We don't even have a trailer. I know. We got. When do you think they drop that Doctor Strange trailer? Sometime next week? Uh, a post-Christmas Day mm-hmm. thing? I thought it was going to be today, to be honest. I didn't think it was going to be today. I think they want people to go to the movies and risk the cobra i i i don't yeah. i think they want i think that's like the reward you get is to it, see that trailer uh, we we did not talk about how well it did but it is the third largest movie opening ever in the history of movies mm-hmm. uh which mm-hmm. is absolutely wild uh to consider the fact that there's a pandemic going on right now uh yeah it could have done you know sony probably looks at that and they're like guys it could have been bigger we should have def- we should have worn our mask, guys. We could have made so much more money. <laughs> we could have done this. Like, oh, we bought stocks in the uh, pharmaceutical companies. We're good. We're good. And the vaccine companies. We got it. That's where they made their money. Anyways, yeah. getting too political. Let's do some shout-outs. Uh, Jesse, start Yo. us off. 
Hey, uh, if you enjoy video games, um, you should probably play them. But if you enjoy watching someone play video games, I do that sometimes. In fact, I'm going to do it right after we're done here. Whenever JP relinquishes control of my channel. Never. Yeah. I'm just going to play Papaya for the next 10 hours on your channel. You know what? That would be equal, (laughs) if not better, than what I intend to do. So (laughs) chat would love that. They'd be like, Papaya? Yeah. Um, I think there is a 10-hour version, so you wouldn't have to do any work. Yeah. You just click it and leave the room. Go go get some food. That would be it for me. But uh, yeah, I'm going to jump into, I have no idea where I'm at in the Final Fantasy story, but let me tell you, you they already plot twisted me once <laughs> and I, I'm i 84, so I'm in the 84 story, so I've got six more levels of Oh, you of just started the expansion. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. I just did the first trial and I'm like. Yeah. You just so, started the game. Can't wait. Uh, and that will. 30 hours that to go. Today and <laughs> Awesome. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. I, uh, can't really do much cause I'm still being a safe boy because I got a call from the government and they said I might have been at, in around someone who had COVID. So I'm fine. I'm like booster and everything, but I'm being safe just in case I got uh, tested and I'm waiting to hear back. So see what's what that's me. What's that camera behind you? Oh, this camera, ooh, ooh, this camera right here. I was filming a thing earlier. Uh, it's a nice I fucking got, camera right there. It's a black, it's a black magic and it's yeah. lovely. Um, That's nice. I got uh, a, a box in the mail from uh, the Witcher and uh, Old oh, Spice. You bastard. And it is six cents f- designed to be from the world of the Witcher and three of them lovely smelling and three of them. One is called Roach. Does it smell like a, like a horse? One is called Geralt's Bathwater. It's not pleasant. No, it's and, not. Uh, no, it is. Are you actually serious? Not even fucking right. And one is called Kikamora Corpse, and it is nasty. However, the three that smell good, one is called the Butcher Blaviken, and if that's what Geralt smells like, that man Ooh. smells great. Um, one is called um, the Smell of Surprise, which is also very good smelling. And okay. my favorite one... My favorite one is Jennifer's armpit. No, it's not. What the fuck? Totally I can't is. tell if you're just yeah. I, with this us. is what this is one of those things where I don't know if this is a Jesse goof. Is this video published? But bronze, bronze. Uh, it's no, not yet. Uh, bronze. Literally, just like do your like say your goodbyes. <laughs> I'm gonna go grab this thing and I will show you. I'm not even joking. Okay. This isn't a joke. Do some shoutouts, bronze. What do you got going on? Where can people check you out? Where can people see those hot League of Legends ADC plays? Yes. Uh, Twitch.tv slash that bronze girl. I'm live uh, six days a week. I got my Twitch recap and uh, I streamed over 2,100 hours this last year. And when you divide that by 365, that averages five hours a day, period. <gasps> so uh, suffice it to say, um, I'm on that grind. Come hang out sometime. Uh, I'm thinking of restarting up my uh, single show called, uh, let me rephrase that, comic book single show called Bagged and Borden. <laughs> Do it. Review or talk about what I've read this week. Uh, some of it's backlog, some of it's current log, but it's a fun little show. And um, 
So stay tuned for that. You can follow me on Twitch and Twitter for when I finally get that up off the ground. I just wrapped Battle for Beyond, which is the D&D miniseries I was DMing for D&D Beyond. And the entirety of that is on YouTube. Um, and a lot of people are really loving it. So that's that's kind of awesome. cool. And other than that, I have like four writing deadlines and I'm behind on all of them. So if I seem tired this week, <laughs> please don't come on my channel and ask me if I'm pissed off. I'm just tired. Okay. okay. What Got are it. you pissed off? What's going on over there? Look, you'll keep she... coming in my channel saying bronze looks depressed or bronze looks pissed off. And it's like, I have behind on three different <laughs> word counts. You know what? Here, let me, let me tell you what that is bronze. And I'm sorry if this offends you. Tell me that you're a female streamer without saying you're a female streamer. That's what that is, right? No, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> and that's true. That's, yeah, that's I was gonna say no one has I ever don't asked makeup, me. Like people come in and they say, uh, "Bronze seems off today. She seems sad. How can I help?" But I'm like, I'm not wearing makeup. <laughs> it's literally God it. God damn it! That happens to me literally every once in a while, it. and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, this must be a nightmare to get this every single fucking day because this is once a month, and I'm already triggered beyond belief jesse what are these candles all right they're limited edition old spice literal deodorants that's uh and i'm not joking when i say this one's called the butcher oh i literally when i heard they existed was like i love when people send me weird shit send me the weirdest thing you have and they were like okay so the butcher blaviken is one of them i don't know if you can see that very well that's that's one yeah i'm sorry wait these are i thought these were candles these are deodorants Literal deodorant. This so you're is good for like this the next is called, uh, couple of months. This one's called Yennefer's Underarm. Jesus Christ. This one is straight up smell of surprise. I don't know how I missed that part of the story. I thought these were candles. So these are actual I, things I thought they, they were want candles you to put as well. on your body. I thought this they were is, candles as well. This is in a bag, a separate bag, a scent lock bag, because this is Geralt's bathwater. And when I open this bag up, the stank is unbearable. Wait, it smells one, that bad? Why would they? Oh, okay. That's crazy. They're for for goofs. It's a goof. Oh, this one's roach. It literally smells like a horse. What does a horse smell like? Like it smells like. I don't know. I've I've never smelled a horse. I've been around horses before. It smells like a horse. It's weird. Okay. This one is literally when when the package arrived, there was like a stank coming from it. I couldn't figure out what this Kikamora corpse is literally. It just smells foul. Oh, it's nasty. It's so disgusting. What are they I, when I got it out of the box, that? I started coughing. <laughs> what? I, un- I understand that this is PR. Like, I get it. But what do they expect you to do with that? Like, do- how do they expect oh, you to post uh, on social media or promote with that? What they wanted me to do that? was make an unboxing video where I open it and smell it. And, oh, I did. There you go. Oh, I did. Look for that video. And they the were future. like, put it on your Instagram. I was like, oh, all right. Sure. Yeah. So Back for Blood sent me a candle that I think it was actually just called, like, death. That smelled awful. I threw that shit away. I love <laughs> I, didn't post I love it when anywhere. people send me weird stuff. The weirder, the better. If you're a company and you want me to advertise your thing, send me some weird shit. You send me a, a, a deodorant that smells like death, I will talk about it. You can damn well bet your money. I will say yeah, something. Yeah, they're getting their money's worth here. Yeah, a t-shirt. Um, a t-shirt opposite. Make do it I get me. so much anxiety throwing stuff away, but then I also get anxiety keeping it, and then it like stacks up in my house. I'm like, so I love those cards we got from uh midnight suns because i was like oh this is yeah, something those cool. are fantastic they're, yeah, they're neat. Yeah. here's here's a candle that smells like blades ass blade sweaty asshole i'd be like i'd take that oh i'd, I'd probably wear that what? <laughs> <laughs> look people always trying here's to skate blade, up uh, smelly asshole i love it yeah 
What is it? Ice skate uphill? Blake, <laughs> I, he ice skated so uphill, and I want to smell his ass afterwards, you know? What the hell is <laughs> happening right I got to know. I got to know. Why? You know what? End it. Just Wait. Oh, my off. God. I've never send seen that Lakari emote. That's just actually hilarious. Send us off. Lakari WTF oh. is great. All right. That Anyways, sucks. that's that. We'll let you know what Blade's asshole smells like next week, maybe, if they uh, send us some of it. <laughs> if not, we'll Good. be back. We'll talk uh, Hawkeye episode six the finale of that and then we'll uh, probably preview 2022 and talk about the uh, the films coming out uh and the shows coming out and what we think uh and all that stuff so that's that thank you guys for joining us uh i guess happy holidays merry christmas if you're celebrating we won't see you till afterwards and uh good luck to you everyone watching as well as the two of you i hope everything works out and your non-christmasy christmas days thank you yeah and watch out for blade's asshole <laughs> Okay. I will. I will. It sneaks up on you, man. He's a vampire. He doesn't make noise. Oh, shit. Wait, does that mean Blade's farts are silent? You think that's... <laughs> Wait, does he have a digestive tract? He Like, he just drinks blood. So, like, does his digestive tract expel anything? What is the... Like, what's a vampire's blood? digestive tract? Look, it's got to change, right? I thought they just can't metabolize food. So that's why they like throw up blood if they eat anything. You know, like you eating might food be right. makes vampires like very sick, right? I think and that's Blade right. Blade just exists off serum, right? Like, I don't think Blade like eats food, does he? Uh, MCU better answer this. So does that, does Blade even sweat? Well, I guess he's a daywalker. He's oh, not he like other vampires. Bronze, if you know what I'm saying. Right? <laughs> he ice skates uphill. What if they just have a sequence where he's ice skating and then there's like a ramp that goes uphill and Blade's like, I got this. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> that reminds me of that story from How Did This Get Made about Wolverine and Sabretooth snowboarding down a mountain and how they really wanted to put that in a movie. And now I just want to see, now I just want to see Blade be like, I got this. He skates, he like skates uphill. I would love that That'd shit. That'd be great. That'd be great. All right. That's, <laughs> we're done. Thanks for watching the MCU crew. Go see Spider-Man if you haven't and you're boosted and vaxxed up out of your mind. If not, wait till it comes out on Disney Plus or wherever it's. Does Sony have a show? Is there like a, I guess Crackle is what Sony had and that failed. So it probably will be on Disney Plus. What the fuck Plus. is Crackle? Oh, Crackle is a Sony thing. Back in the day. Oh, cra oh crackle. crackle. Oh, crackle. It was a failure. It was an absolute failure. All right, that's it. We're out of here. There goes our Sony sponsorship. Oh, crap. Oh, no, I'm already blacklisted <laughs> by Sony. We ain't getting a sponsorship there. You don't have to worry about that. We're out of here. Oh, have a good one. Crackle. Bye. <laughs>